This is 12 Questions with Anna Valenzuela. Uh, Today we're going to look at the world of sex addiction with a gentleman who refers to himself as HC. It's an incredible story. It's very long and kind of abruptly stops. We have it in a public place uh, for our own safety. Uh, If you'd like to reach the podcast, you can reach us at at 12questionspod on Twitter and Tumblr. You can also reach us at at Anna V is fun on Twitter. Uh, and Anna V is fun is also my Tumblr and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as well. Uh, 12 Questions with Anna Valenzuela has a Facebook page. Uh, please support the show. Anyway, let's let's do this. Can I describe how we met or do you want to describe a little bit about the yourself? The story right? of how the we story. met? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I'll let you tell it and then I'll just correct you where you're wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, uh, we, we know each other from the comedy scene. We're yes, actually uh-huh. at, a, at a show. And uh, two, a comedian and his girlfriend were kind of making out publicly. No, no. You have to go back. You have to go back if you're going to tell the comedy. I do comedy. You do comedy. At the comedy show. I killed the show. You killed the show. See, that, you see, that's, won that, that night. That, that's, you what won. The story, that's what the story starts. That's <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. Let's... That's okay, you're right. You won that night. Okay, you, I was amazing. You, you were feeling really good about, and me that was a hard room. That was a hard. Hey, we don't. I don't. That's not. There's no such thing. We don't worry about that. Exactly. The people love me. There you go. Now you, and, there and, you go. And so now we can begin. Yeah, they 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 loved you. <laughs> okay. All the rest of us ate 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 shit, <laughs> and they loved you. And it I was mean, great. Your, your loss didn't contribute to my victory. So that's not a part of the story. That's not an important part of the story. That, that's true. Okay. That's true. It was a completely different. It was such an interesting show. So we're we're all standing outside after the show, and a mm-hmm. comedian and his girlfriend are kind of uh, kind of making out publicly. They were a little. He was a little bit drunk, and this is how I remember it. Correct me if I'm wrong, or if you remember it differently. Okay. Um, I remember a really unattractive comedian being with a a really nice looking lady. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. didn't even go up. And they were just there and checking I was, it and out. And I was, I was, I had went up, and she saw me be amazing. So I figured I had a shot. <laughs> Comedians are like that. They, I figured they I had a at, shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could have. Did like you? that's happened before? Yeah, that's happened before. A guy brought a girl to the, to the show. He didn't do well, and I did well, and I ended up, you know, yeah, making the magic happen. Yeah, well, there's a, but they were making out, and you said, ew, gross, or something like that, or, mm-hmm. you, or get a room, or something like uh-huh. that, and um, the girl, I think, said, you're just jealous. Okay. And you said, no, I have a girl to dump my cum in. Oh, yeah. And oh, I, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I have a girl to dump my cum in. I have a or cum catcher. Was, cum catcher, that's I what it was. I got a cum catcher. A cum catcher. And, yeah. uh, and I said, on that note, I'm going to leave. And um, I mean, I'm sober now and like kind of, <laughs> kind of embarrassed that I said that. <laughs> no, it it gets sounds, better. it sounds perfectly, <laughs> you know, to drunk, angry, you know, addict Henry. That sounds that's that's that's, that's him, John. That's his name. That's that, was, that guy when he's ooh. John is well, well when he's out. John, John came after me <laughs> and was like, oh, he turned to you next. Talked to me. Was like, hey, where do you go up? And I was like, every little open mic I can. Yeah. And you said. Uh, do you take black guys? <laughs> just no, like no, no segue. <laughs> just, just do you date black guys? And I said, I don't date guys with girlfriends. Cause I remembered the cum catcher comment <laughs> and I figured you obviously 
have something, and uh, I don't want to intrude on that. And uh, oh, you're so respectful. And, and you said, uh, you said, we'll talk about that. And I said, no, we won't. Yeah, and, and then I then I said, let uh, let me add you on Facebook or get your number, right? And we did. We did exchange okay. Facebook because comics exchange Facebooks all the time. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, it's safe. Is it? It, it is for me. I okay. have boundaries. So. Okay. All right. All right. You have boundaries. You have boundaries. Of course. Mm. Okay. Cool. Well, so it, well, it can. I mean, it is basically a phone messaging service at this point. You can FaceTime on Facebook now. You can FaceTime. You can come. You know what? I mean, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, addict as myself as I can identify, you know, contact is contact, period. Right. You know, contact is contact. Facebook uh, you know, carry a message pigeon, right? Whatever it is, if I can get in contact with you, you know, right. you're as good as mine as far as I'm concerned. But I didn't know about how you identify, uh huh. And and that's the the first question I want to ask you is, can you describe? Why we leave, oh, this is the the big first question. This huh? is the big first question. Okay, how how do how do you describe sort of your uh, your recovery process and why you're in recovery? Uh, around sex. And love and fantasy. I identify as a sex addict, yeah. uh, love fantasy addict, um, you know, porn addict. Um, whew, just, you know, I identify as an addict. Okay. Uh, and uh, and what was the question? Well, you that, that was pretty much it. Like, that, what, you know, what what is your disease, basically? How do I identify? Yeah. Uh, sex, love, fantasy, uh, and pornography uh, addict. And I'm a, you know, predator, sexual predator. Um, user, manipulator, mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, when it comes to sex and love and anything that has to do with man woman relationship or man man relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've experienced and done, um, you know, everything in that area. Okay. So, yeah, I, I identify as just, I can be a very bad, bad guy, you know, almost, cr- I've done, I've done things sexually and, in, in and around relationships that I could be in jail for, like easily, just okay. being blessed, the grace of God. Yeah, we'll get into the story. Okay, let's you said it. what? We'll get into the story. Let's hear just it. Get, I mean, what, I mean, what, 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 what do we start? That's a good question. Where do we start? Uh, you know, I, uh, my sexual history started when I was five. I had sex with, you know, I didn't have sex. You know, I, I guess uh, was me and my sister were sexually active. I was like, maybe she had to be six or four or six. But it was between the ages like three and five or six. Mm-hmm. I remember us engaging sexually and then playing sexual games with other kids, going places and kind of being sexual, sexualizing, uh, you know, getting under the covers, playing and fondling each other. Um, Is she also a sex addict? I don't know. You would know. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask her to this day. She's married. Mm-hmm. You know, she's okay. I, I look at her life and I see I see mirror of things that mm, you know mm-hmm. like you can see in other people's life kind of acting out the mm-hmm. behavior um and she's been through a lot of counseling she's mm-hmm. been through you know but we never i told her i remember what happened like in, in my in a part of my recovery was coming okay. clean with her and going look i know we fucked you know it was like that thing <laughs> right you have yeah. to go hey sister uh <laughs> you know i remember that that came back to me that memory um yeah, and uh, you know we didn't really talk about it at great length. Like, oh, was it good? No, no, like, like that it was just right. like, okay, you remember, I remember, and you know we moving forward. Um, sexual history. So then at at uh, ten, uh, I started. I would, you know, a twelve year old had sex with me. 
and it was kind of we played sexual games kind of like um tying each other she tied me up or i tied her up but you know of course there had to be like molestation like right. there had to be somebody kind of where does a kid learn that they had to learn it from somewhere see it yeah. somewhere but um you know it's like we would play she would play strip poker and i would tie her up and you know it was a lot of kind of sex stuff going yeah. on and then so at age 13 under I mean, and, and all this is under the umbrella of like a broken home, running away, right. foster care, uh, you know, alcoholic grandmother, uh, cocaine addicted father, mm-hmm. uh, pill popping mother. Like all this is under that, you know, this is not, this is, all this stuff is not happening in this stable right. household environment. You know, right. stepfathers, you know. There was sort of a lab. <laughs> you know, there yeah. were scientists tinkering around. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, house hopping, you know, staying here, staying mm-hmm. there. No stability, you know, just kind of like I, by the time I was 18, I had lived in about maybe five or six states in maybe about 10 or 12 cities. So it was a lot of moving around. And uh, so 13, my mother was really keen on me working as a kid, you know, just one another one of her bright ass ideas. And so she got me a job. <laughs> She's like, oh, my son, if I haven't messed it up enough. Um, and I think that what that is is like chaotic attic families. They okay. try to make the children adults mm. like immediately, right? Mm. So now you have all this personal responsibility. You're a man. You've got a job. Oh, yeah, You're I got working. three sisters, and I'm the man. You know, when she doesn't have a boyfriend, I'm the I'm the man. And then mm. when she has a boyfriend, I'm second. Uh, and mm. I learned to be that later on. I'll discuss how that reflect okay. my adult life. So this is the time when she was like, "Oh, I want you to get a job," and um, I'm like, "Okay, mother." And uh, you know, with her, and she got me a job at a ophthalmologist wow and i i place you okay. know god quickly hired me uh he was a pedophile and right. started to slowly groom me for his pedophilia activity wow. um you know he grabbed my pants and like kind of tugged in my pants one day it's like oh what kind of what kind of what size pants do you wear or something I was like, like the oh, waistband? Yeah, he looked at my pants. I was like oh this is fucking weird right and so i'm like 13 and like you know kind of like oh fuck immediately my first sense if i'm being honest was like like i wanted to be a man for my mother i wanted i wanted to be like like i can right. handle this mm-hmm. you know like this is oh i got this this guy ain't no way in fucking hell he's gonna try me you know i'm i'm 13 i'm almost a man right uh this guy's 35 years old he has a wife he has two kids and uh my mother's really excited that i got this job she's really happy that i'm working and i'm being right. she can fuck fuck school she doesn't care you know she's <laughs> like yeah whatever fuck you you good at school give a fuck and uh She's just excited I got this job. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to, I don't know what's coming, but I'm pretty sure whatever it is, I can stop it. Mm-hmm. So he slowly, like over weeks, I worked two days a week there. Over weeks, he started to kind of um, ratchet this personal contact up. Right. Kind of like a guy would do if mm-hmm. you're on a date. It's like kind of start the date off, touch yeah. your hand, and maybe touch your thigh a little later on in, yeah. on your arm. Just kind of seeing how comfortable you are uh-huh. with the touch. And then by the end of the night, he's just kind of rubbing your, just like pants and hand, just hands in your pants. And leave. But he's, you know, like, quite a date. Do, That's quite a date. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but you, you've been groomed, you know, right, right, whether right. you knew it or not, you have been, uh-huh. and he was attempted to groom me. So uh, it got our way up to him performing or sex on me. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, this, like. I didn't know. I knew. I didn't. I knew. I didn't know that much, but I knew this wasn't right. Like, right. And and it got to the. It was like where I was just hoping he would do it. You know, when customers were not in the store, so I was just. I would go to work hoping, like, oh fuck, I hope we're just busy and he doesn't fucking try to come right. on to me. So um, I was just like, I started having dreams of killing him and kind of just 
my, my what, what saved me was I started failing in school because oh. I was I didn't care enough about myself to and I told my mother about it and but I tried to hint to her about it and she really didn't take the hint so I was like oh you know kind of weird well, and, and uh, how does a child even have the language I go mom this report. dude look down my pants oh she goes um she kind of and that's not a hint and, by the way yeah, that's that's a very direct now I forgive you know I forgive my mother and I say that and it's like yeah. as a child like my daughter's been molested. So, as a and going through the process, I know what comes to a parent. The first emotion is, I know, I like, was I fucking up? Did I miss something? And a parent, most parents, just when you tell them that, they want to, they feel powerless. And in that moment, because I talked to her later about it, she just kind of rejected the notion that this this might be happening. Right. And uh, she didn't own it, and she didn't take. She didn't do what she should have done. She should have fucking no, my not my son quit. You know that thing. She kind of right. like, oh, uh, I'm, will you tell me if anything else happens? And that kind of was like, oh, right. So in my mind, it was this jack supposedly between my mother kind of telling me to handle it and her being excited about me having a job. So I was like, okay, like what? you want to please your mom? <laughs> yeah, I, it was kind of yeah. that people pleaser in me, mm-hmm. and like, and the guy going, oh, he's giving me money and I'm earning I'm buying shit on my own and uh, you know it's kind of this weird I had had sex before and it was like uh, you know like hi, this, how far is this gonna go and uh, I was failing in school so luckily I had to leave my mother and go back to where I was from because I was failing in school I was gonna fail the 10th grade mm-hmm. or the ninth grade and um, that's what kind of saved me for, from what was starting to happen and taking a place so it never got up to like anal or uh full-on making in a bed with him or nothing like that it was just mm-hmm. like two maybe times when he blew me and um a lot of after a lot of anger at myself mm-hmm. um how did i let that happen um fuck am i gay now you know mm. it's like all the other stuff you know i wasn't a boy boy i was i was raised by my grandma i had three sisters mm-hmm. you know kind of feminine I like to talk a lot. I like to gossip, you know. Right. So now it was like all these like, oh, am I fucking gay? Like, oh, shit. Like, here I am. I was had been through all this trauma and drama with everything in my life. And now I got fucking gay to boot. Like, this is like, this is God. I can't catch damn. a break. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, beatings. Yeah. You know, bees, molestation, running away. Like, mm-hmm. drugs. Just, just years and years and years of bad. And now fucking. And I. As now I understand that predators can see vulnerable right. children and they right. know who to attack. And of course, obviously, I had that on my life. So um, I was I guess I was blessed, you know, not to have had that happen, but to be pulled from that situation. It didn't right. get worse. Mm-hmm. So I got back, you know, to a better place outside of that and just kind of tried to collect myself. And I just figured, OK, that didn't that didn't affect me. So age 14, fast forward to 17, where um I wasn't I hadn't lost my virginity officially yet to where like I was feel like I was an adult age. And I said, oh, I want to I like this girl. Like and I'm going to have sex. way. No, yeah. never. I hadn't done that yet. And all of my friends were like, well, you know, at school, it was like, well, we fucking, you know, everybody's fucking at school. And I was like, I mean, I had been sexual, but mm-hmm. I hadn't did the thing where you go, oh, I like her. And, and then you walk her home every day. And, and then, you still wanted that experience. I did. Yeah. yeah. I wanted that, you know, that thing where you kind of like, oh, is she, you know, and I don't know if she going, you know, that kind of that. <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna let me this time and you know you pressure them and we love each other then you know right. you say you, you know that thing and hadn't experienced that i mean i had little girlfriends but 
And um, I wasn't, I mean, I had experienced sex, you know, and I was masturbating. I was watching porno. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wasn't in a big hurry to kind of do that. Right. And uh, by then I had learned that you could be a girl's friend. Like I never, I didn't start out being like um, uh, a girl's boyfriend. I never, I was never a boyfriend. I was never, I was always like your friend. Just kind of that guy that's kind of just listened and hung around. And then when you were, you know, I didn't realize it then, but like when your boyfriend broke up with you or you were hurt, that's when I was kind of like moving. You're the surrogate boyfriend. Yeah, I was that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like the kind of the side dude. So that's the thing I was doing back then. And um, I was in the 12th grade and I was working and kind of going along. A lot of people were like, are you gay? Like every day was people like, are you gay? You Are you gay? Are you gay? And um, but older women were really attracted to me. Hmm. And uh, I had girls my age, but they were kind of looking for me to be more aggressive. And I was passive. If you liked me for real, I didn't like you. But if you if you wanted to be friends, then I was totally into that. You know what I'm saying? I was was afraid of people that liked me. I was afraid of being the man in someone's life. I was more interested in just kind of being your friend and hanging around and listening to your... It was more mother issues. It's more fucking like emotional molestation. Was it the intimacy part or was it the... um the the responsibility i think it was a responsibility and not knowing how what being someone's boyfriend or man looked like mm-hmm. i don't think i ever saw that model at that point mm-hmm. um i wasn't used to it like if someone liked me i would just reject them and try to hurt them and hang up in their face and call them names but i was perfectly fine with you know listening to you cry to me about how some dude got you pregnant and doesn't want to talk to you anymore like mm-hmm. that was right up my alley you know what I'm saying? And um, so I met a 25-year-old when I was 17. And, yeah. she, you know, fuck. It, it, what could you possibly have in common? Nothing. Right. Um, she walked into my job with her boyfriend. She walked into my job with my boyfriend. Eye to eye. And she's just flirting the whole time in front of her boyfriend. I was like, this bitch is crazy. And he's huge. So um, she was like, yeah, I'm going to come back and pick you up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she started coming to my job. Okay. You know, picking me up. She was a stripper. Her name was Sapphire. She was. She would call me from the strip club and tell me how much money she made. And I'm in the 12th grade. I'm like, this is blowing my mind. Like, are you fucking, like, why? Like, what's wrong with you, ma'am? You know? And she was, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, high school girls are, are into me, but not. I'm not that guy. I'm not that right. guy. I'm just kind of like this dude. Right. So, um, I remember specifically one girl at the high school that um, everybody had just kind of had sex with and it was my turn. So she, you know, she started liking me and it was my turn. And uh, her name, we'll call her T. So she came over, my grandmother was gone. She came over to my house and um, and when she got there, this is how, this is how mind you, I had all this sexual experience. When she got to my house, I was like, so I hear you having sex with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. I heard you fuck a lot. That's, yeah. that's your deal. Like, yeah, I was like, you probably should like do a list or something. You know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, my whole time, the whole time You're she was there. trying to save her. I was like, what the, yeah, let's just fucking like, she's oh. like, yeah, it's your turn, nigga. What, like, what's the problem? She's like, come fuck this pussy. And I'm like, yeah, so, I mean, did you tell your dad? Are you talking to an adult? <laughs> like, we're alone. You know, my grandma's not there. Like. Like, did you still have sex with her? No, I didn't. Wow. No, I did not fucking have sex with her. We just and we didn't even make out. Like the whole time, I'm just kind of like, like we are two teenagers sitting in the house all by ourselves, and I'm just like, yeah. So didn't make make out nothing. Walked her home the next day. I'm in class, and they're like, yeah, she broke up with you. She didn't even fucking tell me she broke up with me. 
<laughs> Somebody was like, yeah, she broke it. With <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm done. That mother's done. I don't know what the fuck his problem is. I go over there, throw, just throwing nothing. So, um, and like women are, women are overlapping. Like these girls, yeah. girls mm-hmm. are starting to, everything is just kind of starting to be a right. lot of people. When I look back, it's just like a lot of people. So she broke up with me and got with the guy that she's with to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still with the same guy and this is 20 years later. So, um, you know, started having babies by him immediately. The next Whoa. guy. So I was probably gonna be that dude had I made that magic happen that day, but I didn't. So the 25 year old, she started picking me up, buying me stuff, let me drive her car. And um, she was like, have you had sex? And I was like, hell yeah, fucking. I hadn't had sex in a, as an adult, but I figured, oh, f- you know, fuck, I seen right. it on the, on the videos and, you know, I f- did some stuff as a kid. You know, yeah. I fucking, yeah, I could do this. So she was like, okay, well, I'm going to pick you up. And we're going to go to the movies. So she took me out on a date and she took me to the movies and she bought me something to eat. And then we went back to her place. And I'm in there just watching the movie. And uh, I didn't know what was about to happen. I didn't. I was like, oh, you know, right. I'm just like, oh, you know. And uh, she uh, she turned all the lights off. And I was playing the Simon Said. I was playing a little Simon Said. And she turned the lights off. You and were playing Simon Said? You were playing a children's like, board ding, game. Ding, 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 ding. And she's a, cooking or something. I'm like, not even a PlayStation. <laughs> like, you're no. playing I'm just like, like a child. Ding, little, ding, ding, ding. You know, just fucking. And uh, she's starting to get undressed. And she has like just a shirt on and. Okay. Sexy, attractive lady, but I'm. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm about to, like, like, yeah, I'm about to fuck this. I, you know, you hooray for me, you know. Like, who cares? Like, hey, yeah, I want some chicken, you know. And uh, so all the lights go off. She puts romantic music on and the, the light on her bed, and she then she hands me this like plastic thing. I was like, oh fuck, this bitch is this month. She she wants to have sex. She's like, you know, do you know what to do with this? And I was like. Yeah, you know, because I had been lying. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. He's like, well, you know, go in the bathroom, put that on. I was like, okay. And so I go in, come back. And uh, she's like, okay. And then she just lays down and I, you know, kind of climb on top of her. And then we start. And uh, and I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't what, I mean, from the last time I did it, this isn't, like, I don't know what that was the last time I it's did it. It's a different feeling. And I definitely don't know what the hell this is. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't like the magic, like all my guy friends have been talking about. So we kind of do it. And she's like, well, she's like, how do you like it? And I was like, that's great. And then she stopped me. And then she took the condom off. And then she, you know, put, put positioned me back in her. And I was like, okay, oh. this, yeah, this is the match. Yeah, this is what, <laughs> this is what oh. they've been speaking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, here we go now. <laughs> what do I she started with the condom? Oh, I know. That's funny. Because she was probably afraid you were going to come right away. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a way of thinking of it. Maybe just to she go back seems and like the st- just to be hypothetical. Sm- she's praying on fucking seventeen year old boys, right? Okay, right. so let's let's kind of. She's a stripper who's you know in a strip club dancing for money, but she's only screwing high school boys. She, and she she's so she's a predator. Obviously. Yeah, she's she's a predator. She's found you and she's yeah. actually grooming you, grooming me for more just to kind of be her future. So um, yeah, she, that, that, and so we had sex and. Um, I was like, okay, fuck, right? So she was starting to get angry with me because I wouldn't do certain things, you know, or whatever. Be, I guess more committed. I was like, you got a boyfriend. So then she called me and told me she was, it was just like a lot of drama with her. And I told her she couldn't come to my house because of my grandmother. I was right. like, my, I live with my grandma. If you come here, it's going to be. So she wanted her stuff back um, because she was ready to break up. She said, she, you know, some, okay. her boyfriend beat her up, found out we was together. It's whatever the crazy nut shit. She, I don't fucking, a lot. So. 
Um, my grandma, she came to my house. My grandma cursed out, and never, I never saw her again. That was kind of that. And uh, after that thing happened, uh, it was just women, just one after the next. Now I had had sex. Now I had kind of broke the mm-hmm. dope, you know, the dope version of that. Mm-hmm. And I knew what that looked like, and I knew how to uh, make it happen. So then it was just like, okay, it was just shooting barrels in a bucket after that. It was, I mean, shooting fish in a bucket. Okay. Just one after the other. After after her, it was like high school girls was like, like if the girl that came over before had mm-hmm. came over again, she would have got fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like okay, now you I knew what it was about. Yeah, I, I, just come on here. Yeah, so it was like, interesting. Like so, the empathy just just sort of because with that high school girl, mm-hmm. you were coming at her with a space of empathy and mm-hmm. caring and treating her like a human being. Like yeah, like I like I don't want to be like. Uh, I knew what they had done. I had heard about her, and I knew what the other guys had did, and. And I, I felt like, I always felt like if I took that empathetic role, I mean, and that was kind of how me, me seeing the images of relationships women had with men and kind of looking like, okay, if I be a real, what I was told to be a real man to her, then she would repay that by being loyal to me in some sense. But in that age, people are not quantifying all right. of those things. Ain't nobody going, oh, if you help me with this, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. It's, well, you were, you're, you're a teenager, it's instant gratification. You make me right. feel good then I, you know, I fuck right. you. Uh, if you if you make me feel a certain way, then I fuck you. It's not do these things and then I reward you with these years of my life. You right. know, back then it's very basic. If you're attractive, I'm fucking you. Right. You know, if you if I fuck you and it's gonna make me cool at school, then I'm fucking you. Okay. It's pretty much it's kind of like that. It's okay. kind of instant. It's okay. not a like oh like I'm thinking ahead when like right. no, it's not that. It's not a big deal. You know. So. So here's our second question. What was your sort of like? your most insane moment when you were in it like the part where you were like you know what this is a this this is a different behavior this there was uh when i was acting you acted out um you know i acted out years and years um i had a lot of insane moments mm-hmm. you know i i kidnapped my daughter from my first child's mother and made her had set made her have sex with me to get get her daughter back mm-hmm. uh that was fucking clearly insanity um, you know, you're talking about forced sex. You're talking about unprotected sex with strangers in strange places. Um, you know, just just like just meeting people online and just showing up. You know, people's kids walk around the house middle of the night, being in strange houses. Like uh, Craigslist or like OK? No, no, no. This is no. This is Yahoo Messenger and Yahoo AOL. Messenger. You're aiming you know, black, them. Black Planet. Uh, you know, my Black Planet? Blackplanet.com. You never been there? Nope. It's a it's a site called Black Planet you can go to. Is it's it all like black a dating pe- site? Yes, all black oh, people. It's, okay. it's more of a social networking site. Oh, okay. Okay. It's really nice. Like Friendster. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what was it what was that question? Insanity. Uh, insanity. Oh, man. Give Just being I remember being extremely triggered uh from like rejection or heartache. Mm-hmm. Um and just just want to get out there and fuck pussy. How do I prove that I'm not gay? How do I prove that to myself? Um, you know, how do I fuck as many pussies as I possibly can? And how do I make sure that I never not have pussy to fuck? Okay. So what does that day look like for you? Like you wake up in the morning and you're like, pussy, pussy, pussy. And then sort of constructing like the ways and means to get pussy. And then um, you get it. And, and then that's the day. No. No, because 
in my in my in my acting out i never admitted to myself that pussy was something that i needed or something that like i wanted or something that i was addicted to right it was just kind of a byproduct of my lifestyle okay but that end up being the main part of my lifestyle like so i would meet women after shows um I would meet women after shows. I would meet women like at the grocery store, library, just anywhere I was. You know, my whole demeanor is just just about being an approachable, okay guy. You're super friendly. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and like super cool to have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's not. It's a. My whole thing was about when I kind of unmasked myself. It was about not looking like that guy that did that, not looking mm. like the player type. Mm-hmm. Now I come. I don't come across as the player type. Like, hey, baby, you know, I'm not the giggity giggity, you know, type dude. Yeah, you don't have that pickup artist vibe. No, and you see that a lot at comedy clubs. You see okay. guys that are just like they're like running around the mosh pit. Mm. You know, they're running around the crowd after the show looking for the girl. Yeah, and you don't seem like that guy. No, I'm. I mean, I but I am. You are. Okay. Yeah. Let me not. Let me just be honest. I am. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't seem like that guy, and and back then I wouldn't break your fantasy. If you didn't believe I was, if you thought I was wholesome, and uh, and you did, you would believe. Uh, you'd I will be let you, I'm let you believe that. If you thought mm-hmm. you just had an earnest um, human co- conversation with a person, yeah, I'm let you. I'm not gonna go. No, I'm a fucking addict, and I just I just fuck three pussies before I start talking to you. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, so do do do. I'm gonna listen attentively to you. I'm engage you. I'm a, I will listen to you, learn your story, follow the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, create a file for Anne, and then this is Anne's story. And and then when I talk to Anne, I pull up your story, your file, and go through it, and go pick and then ask you questions in association to what you told me before, and kind of you know make everything like a heightened sense and really maintenance. It wasn't about being able to get a lot of women. It was about keeping the women I was having sex with. So if we started to have sex. I hear a lot of guys go, well, I just uh, had one night stand or I just fucked it once. Like, I never did that. You know, if we started having sex, you were now someone I was having sex with. You had a harem. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> oh, but I was poor, so they were, you know, it's like the bad news bears of harems. <laughs> like they were, you know, it was what, it was what it was conversation and attention could get you. But that can get you really far. Sure. It, it, obviously, how many women... Um, at the height, at the height of it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about. I mean, now, back then, I try not to do more than five or six in the same city, but definitely different people in different cities. You know, like so, if, as a as a traveling comic, I'm in about fifteen to sixteen cities a year, and um, just kind of keeping. You know, when I go to a city, you mm-hmm. know, if maybe I hook up with someone after the show, have a sex, and then I keep. You know, just kind of stay in touch with them. Hey, I'm coming back to. Uh, El Paso. I'm coming back to Seattle. I'm coming back to da da da. I'll be back in Richmond, or I'll be back in da da da. When and you know, not really question them about what their relationship status is. Just kind of, just kind of check in, and if they're available, mm-hmm. then we have sex that weekend. And if they're not, then then, then not. You know, just kind of be a friend to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so being a friend and kind of a quasi boyfriend to the women that I were dealing with in the city. And then kind of being a friend, quasi-boyfriend to these women that were in these cities. So what so was you, the, the number, like, the the most? I mean, when I did, I think 23 or 24 at once, when I kind of just wrote a list. That is a lot of text messaging. It's, everybody doesn't really, and women, the, the crazy part about having a lot of women is they kind of, they kind of manage themselves. Explain kinda, that. You said what? Explain that. 
women kind of manage themselves because when when some woman is like, oh, you're not you're not paying enough attention to me. Women's women's response to you not maintenance properly maintenance in the relationship is to ignore you. Oh, okay. First thing women gonna do is go. Oh, I'm, I'm well. I'm I'm gonna cut my pussy off mm-hmm. to to punish you for not doing what. But if you've got five or six yes, lined up, then, you then just, it's not a you punishment. Just, you, you just, just lifted my workload. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, you just lifted my workload until you feel like, and then it was like, you know, I'm punishing you. I'm kicking you out to the streets. And then I'll let you fuck my pussy again when I feel like you're, when you've served enough time in the dungeon. And then you feel empowered in that yeah. moment. And I just kind of like, oh, because I, I, I was free back then. You know, if you gave me a compliment, you could have sex with me. If you say, oh, you're funny, you could fuck me. Raw, free. Uh, I didn't require respect. I didn't require dignity. Right. I didn't require that you listen to my story. I didn't require that you invest in my life any. Um, I had no requirements at all whatsoever. This was a mutual exchange. It's not like you're a monster. I feel like I was a monster because I didn't give them power, the power of choice. Because they didn't know. I did, they didn't know. Right. You know, if, you, if, you look, if I go, yeah, I'm fucking four people and I fuck three people today, then that gives you power of choice. Right. You get to decide, like, okay, well, I'll take some of that. Well, I'm, I'll go, well, but before I left her house, I took a shower and rubbed myself in alcohol. And then when I got here, I took another shower and rubbed myself in alcohol. So if you want some of this, then you're, you know, because now you, you're in or you understand. So you had, like, a ritual. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And then I would never, when, if I had sex with, like, if I had sex with, you, you know, someone, and when I got to the next person's house, I wouldn't let them perform oral sex on me until we started having sex. Okay. Kind of taking the smell out of it. You can't. Women's pheromones is so... And this is kind of getting into the details of it, but women's pheromones is... Uh, <laughs> women's pheromones just don't... They don't leave your hair, and they don't leave your scrotum. They just don't leave your fucking ball sack. Whatever they, Especially if the last woman was had a stronger smell. Okay. It's just not going to leave. So you have to have sex with this person as much as you can, and hopefully it kind of drowns it out. That with cologne and alcohol and other stuff, and then... And, and then, you know, maybe they have some scent. You know, women always have scents and incense lit. Right. And the smell of cooking. So maybe yeah. I'll let her get it to where it's a neutral. And you have your own pheromones happening. Yeah. Too, to so. kind of. So all this. But this is tough. I mean, I've been I was having sex with women where they call me out. Like, was you did you just get finished? Get finished fucking somebody before you got here? Maybe. And I have to be like, oh, and then like, uh, whatever. It, it, the, the basis of the relationship kind of became so casual. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like I would. I called women other women's names. You know, I would forget who like what. You know, I'm scratching a woman that likes to be bit, and I'm biting a woman that likes to be scratched. I'm kissing a woman that likes to be smacked. I'm, you know, it was like, it started getting messy. Okay. It can get pretty fucking messy. And then the, the wildest person I would have to put later on in the day. Does that wear you out? Yeah, you can't. You can't, <laughs> you can't fuck. You can't fuck the wild ones early. You know, <laughs> you start with the girl who just lays there yeah, and work your way yeah, up. You can't, you can't, you can't start the day with you know wild Tiffany. You said what? Wait, what did you just with call wild Tiffany? You wild can't, Tiffany. You can't fuck because wild Tiffany. She's like, she's like, she knows you fucking people, and she's like, okay, you can fuck people, but I'm gonna take all your cum before you're not leaving here with cum. So I don't know what you're gonna give them other bitches, but I'm getting the cum. So just like, just fuck, fuck, fuck. 
So alpha woman. Huh? Alpha woman. That's alpha yeah, pussy. Very, very much so. And then so you leave there and you got, you know, you get to the next place and you got. And a lot of times I could immediately get back ready to have sex just because it's a different person. It's tougher when, a, when you've ejaculated and a woman wants to like, okay, round two. That's tough. I mean, it's the same person. What? Come on. What How are you? many times throughout the day on average? Uh, a Valentine's, I'll tell you what a Valentine's Day. It was like five people that day. Most okay. of my Valentine's Day is like five people. Waking up with someone, whoever house I stayed okay. over that night, sex with them in the morning, leaving there, the first stop, you know, and then, and then kind of mid, and then, to, and then the, the place I would end up staying at night. And, and women were like, well, how, how did you choose, question asked me, how did you choose whose house to go over to? And uh, that question was pretty simple. It was who cooked, whoever cooked a meal. Because I was just thinking to myself, you have shows and you have to eat. Yeah. So they're cooking for you. Yeah. And you have to, you have to stay up. Now, so if um, you, I'd never stay out of your house if you wanted people like you needed to be at work in the morning and you Mm kind of go like, oh, well, then then you're not going to get no, you're not getting dick. It's just not going to happen. If it's like, oh, I got to go turn in early. If I came to your house and you were like, oh, if I came to your house at two o'clock after a show and you were tired, Mm -hmm. then I'm not coming back. Two in the morning. Two in the morning. Okay. And you were tired. I'm not coming, ever coming back. Most people, we're different. We're on comedy time. Most mm-hmm. people are tired at two in the morning. Yeah, but you're not, you're not, I'm not fucking you no more if that's the case. Okay. Then you be tired, but then now you're officially like a two o'clock in the afternoon person, like on a okay. Saturday. I can't, you know, when you, when I come in, I want it to be a star. I want it to be, you know, I want it to feel All like. the attention. Yeah. Like I, you need to, you, you need to have had taken a nap before I got there and then have my food ready and, you know. Okay. I need you to be a celebrity. <laughs> you know, so, so. That's okay. Yeah. So okay. that was that. All right. So what is sort of like, when did you finally commit to your recovery? <sighs> when you were like, okay. And what is You're that? You're talking about, is it, there's like the moment I was like, okay, fuck, I need to change. Like yeah. something has to change. Yeah. What's oh, shit. Rock bottom look like. Um, it was 2010, 2011. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Okay. That came in loud. <laughs> they came into the room. Ra- Hi. <laughs> yeah. Like it's this good. is like this is. We're just gonna have to deal with it. Okay. This, this can you still hear me though? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is the third question, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, when did I commit? It was 2011. Okay. And I was with a lady, who. Um, she was really sweet. I had one lady who was really sweet and, um, her story, when she told me her story, it was kind of like God, guy after guy after guy after guy kind of dogging her out. And I was like, okay, fuck. I'm them. I'm like, I'm them. I'm every dude that she's, she doesn't know it yet, but she's attracted him again. And it is me, you know, every dude that's done a wrong. Right. I know it. I'm him. And um, I had been dealing with my the person that I had been going back and forth with for eight years at this point. Mm-hmm. So basically, I had one or two people that what I did was I would take hostages. You get you get two or three people that you know you can have sex with anytime you want to. Period. And then you just kind of add people on top of that, and that the other seven or eight will be kind of cha- interchange. Okay. Those faces are changed, but you'll have always have three or four people that will just be there. Period. Okay. And I was prepping her to be like one of my hostages, one of the regulars that that I just could have sex with or just do whatever with. And these okay. people would be responsible for food, clothes, shelter, transportation. I would kind of make them 
like my higher power. I would just kind of make them my okay. guy. They just took care of you completely. Yeah, like you were responsible for, you know, if you're one of my. What happened if they if they failed in their responsibilities? Like, how would you react? Hmm. That didn't look good. You know, then you're gonna see you're gonna see an angry me. Okay. And you don't want to see that. Um, okay. Then I would become very abusive, not physically, but emotionally abusive. Okay. And then I would start. Ex- How I did was I explained to you who I was as you became more emotionally invested. And then I would use that to blackmail you. If you already you didn't. knew. You said what? Which they, you'd be like, oh, you already knew. You're already in this. Or I would be more like, I'm going to revert back to that if you don't do what I say. Oh. Now, I was never not doing it. Like an alcoholic threatening to go back and to, drink. Yeah. But, but I, I was always drinking. I was never not drinking. Right. I never stopped fucking other people. Oh, okay. And so I would make you feel like, oh, your pussy saved me. You're the one who's keeping me from fucking other pussies. Whoa. And um, and then, but if you don't, I need your pussy in order to um, not fuck other pussies. And I need your money and I need your resources. And if you don't come through with that. Right. I'm going to be back to doing it. Right. And kind of give them that God complex, that sense of like, oh, he needs me. He, if he'll, he'll die without me type thing. So you're looking for a hardcore codependent. Yeah. Of course. Okay. And these were. Okay. But this one was. And um, sweet lady. And, and uh, so then I started going back to my old habits on her. And I realized I was powerless. I had no, like, I couldn't control it no more. I really cared about her. And it was really no reason. She was going to choose another guy like me, period. Even if I, because how she was, even if I didn't do that to her, she was going to have a guy, a low-level dude such as myself. Right. That's who she was going to deal with. Were you in love with her? I didn't love myself. I can't say I loved anyone. I mean, I'm having unprotected sex with fuck anybody. I was a public restroom. I can't. When people ask me if I love them, I didn't love me. So I don't know what loving someone else looked like. Okay. Every time my dick came out, it was for a specific purpose. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking you or talking to you. It's because I want something, need something, or you, you have a purpose in my life. Right. Period. So when you say love... I can't say I loved her. I can say I, I appreciate this day. I appreciate her that she was there and she was one of the pivotal points of me going, okay, I can't fucking watching her cry. And, um, she, so I ended up being homeless because basically I was living with a bunch of women and all of them kind of threw me out at once. And, um, and my car broke, broke down and I was sleeping in, in her car. She was living with her mother and, and her mother wouldn't let me stay there. So I was sleeping in her car. Every morning, she would wake up and, you know, I would leave her car and go, with my, go to my day. She would go to work and then I would come back to her car and sleep in her car that night. And she knew? She let me sleep in her car. Okay. Then she bought me a car, you know, which I slept in and had sex with her in. So, um, and this was an affluent lady. Like, she taught school at a major college. Wild. She had like money. Like a lot of these people weren't. They were. These people had money. Like they had right. resources. Right. And um. Yeah. So dealing with her. So I gave all of her my social media passwords over to her, and then I um changed my telephone number, and for like a year straight, um I just kind of gave her my life and said I want, I want to change my life. I don't know how to not 
do what I'm doing. I don't know how to not do it. I hadn't found program yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't found a program that for this thing that I was dealing with. I had right. found other programs, but um, the bottom was her finally coming face to face with one of the people I was having sex with. Whoa. Uh, which had happened before like women had met each other before that whole moment of like oh I got you caught you moment the, uh-huh. the cheaters moment I have I fucking been in that I've seen had women walk up a million times this is whatever like oh Henry I see you, you know, whatever mm-hmm. yeah, like most of the time they women do that dramatic thing well I caught you and then call you the next day like I can't believe you and then we're fucking that night right like, if you call me you could have called me fucking eight people if you call me we gonna fuck okay I just got to listen to you be angry. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm not shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. You want to suck it? Mm-hmm. No, I want to suck your dick. Hey, whatever. You know, it was common when you're ready to suck it. Okay. You turn <laughs> it back on them. No, no. It's just common when you're ready to suck it. I know that's going to come. Because if you were really through with me, I wouldn't hear from you. This is true. When you're done with somebody, you don't call them and tell them you're done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's truth. If I don't anything, need I don't need closure from you. Right. I get closure from God. Like right. this didn't work. Talking to you was just trying to convince you that I'm a better person now. Right. Like I don't need to talk to you. If I'm done with you, you know, but that's a part of the recovery. So um she met her and I was like, oh fuck. And I was thirty three i was like i'm getting too old for this like i'm not in my 20s anymore it's not cute anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. the cute when you were fucking your 20s and girls are meeting each other and fighting over you and that's mm-hmm. adorable mm-hmm. i was like i'm 33 i have two kids uh two baby mamas um you know my career is in shambles uh i got this i got all these i got pussy coming out of my ears but i've accomplished nothing as a man like i've accomplished nothing as a person you know, I don't have money in my pocket. I'm barely eating. You know, I'm off and on homeless. And, um, you know, if a woman leaves me, I'm pretty fucked up. I'm like, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm tired of living like this type thing. Right. That was my bottom. It was like, I, I could fuck, I could fuck all day, every day. When, and I talked to guys like, I, mean, I can't find a girlfriend. I'm like, I can get a girlfriend. I just can't fucking get my life together. Wow. Cause you know, there's, there's that paradox of, you know, if you have, if you're able to get pussy, if you're able to have sex, you're able to be that, that guy, that uh-huh. machismo guy, uh-huh. then you're a man. But if you can't keep your life together, it's sort of the chokehold. Like it's, it's sort of. Well, I got more pussy when I didn't have my life together. Right. Like when I was homeless, like I had women hitting on me when I was homeless. It was the strangest thing to me. Huh. Because women, the, the, the level of women I was attracting they preferred women, men that didn't have their shit together because okay. those type of women rather be your caretaker than be your lady. Okay. When you're a, when you're a man's caretaker, he's dependent on you, mm-hmm. then you can kind of sit at a place of authority in his life. Right. They have control. They have control. Or they think they when, have control. Uh, it's, a, it's a level. Okay. I, mean, you're, I mean, I was dependent. You know, when we broke up, I was homeless. Right. So it wasn't like if we break up, I miss you. When we break up, I miss sleeping inside. <laughs> I miss a roof. Like, yeah. <laughs> Running water. <laughs> Not showering at the fucking gym and waking up with people knocking on my car door like, are you okay, buddy? Like that. Right. Right. <laughs> you know How funny. So, But you had mentioned when we kind of talked over the phone about this, you had mentioned like as a black man, there's this idea of like, you got to. That's. It's a whole other level. You know, as a black man, women are almost like your car or your house. 
you know, and having a lot of women means that you're accomplished. Okay. You know, being a black guy and being able to walk into the club and get a lot of women and the best caliber of women and the highest, you know, mm-hmm. they're like a, like a watch, a trophy women. And mm-hmm. kind of being that playboy dude gets you into certain circles. You know, when you can get women, guys bring you with them. Like, oh, oh Henry can get them. Henry get the bitches, so let's bring Henry along. They just pick off or, whatever you, know, you yeah. toss and then, aside. No, not even what I toss. I mean, and then I was willing to fuck anything. So the wingman or whoever or the icebreaker, just kind of play any role. But to be the, you know, to be the kind of life of the party or, or just the quiet. I was a chameleon. I was going to be whatever. Right. We would start engaging in conversation. And I'm going to become whatever I think it is you are into to have sex with you. So physiologically, like do you, when you're kind of in your game, when you're okay. in your zone, do you have like... <laughs> Like the butterflies in your stomach, that, no, that sort of like no, that was, heightened sense of I'm about to get what I need. No, it's like it's so. When I sexualized so young, I think it really connected with my subconscious, and it's one of those things to where when you're doing what you know how to do best, you <laughs> you don't feel anything. You're just Feels kind natural. of a master of, of it. Like I understand sex, sexuality, and manipulation way better than I understand comedy, which I grew to learn later on. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a picked up skill. Sexuality is kind of like a natural thing to me. You know, mm-hmm. it was always like it just like it was like breathing. It was like swimming, flirting with a woman. I remember one time outside of this club and I was trying not to act out. And I was telling my girlfriend, I was the girlfriend at the time that I was going to be faithful and I wasn't going. But I was had hung around. My, you know, my sponsor told me not to hang around after shows. And I was hanging around after the show and kind of, you know, tired, had been on the road for a while. And, um, you know. My threshold tolerance was, and, and I was out partying with some people, which I shouldn't have been, shouldn't even been there. And, and the girl was getting ready to leave. And her friends was like, Henry, walk her to a car. And all I knew was like, we're going to fuck. The friends just pitched you a softball right over the plate. <laughs> just like a slow, just a slow softball. It's like, yeah, Henry, walk you to your car. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm drunk, drinking. And it's just, it's just fucking, it's clock, it's clockwork. It was just like. Boom, walking her. I remember her putting up some kind of sin, something or something. And then next, you know, it was just a night of, you know, sex with a stranger and waking up. And then the next morning, because of my recovery, because I was in a different place, I had to inoculate myself. So what does that look like? Inoculating yourself? Mm-hmm. It's going to Denny's, sitting down with this person who believes you're some that you're that they're one of nobody that you do that with. And tell them that tell this person that they think they just that think they just had original experience with you that this is what you do every day. Okay. I look you in your face and I go, "Yeah, I know we just fucked raw last night." And um, I don't know if I come across as the guy that does that, but I do. I do it a lot. What's the usual response? I only had to do that like a couple times before I just stopped doing it. Um, but shock. To tell someone I'm a sex addict, and if you're attracted to me, m- maybe you are too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then to start kind of having their faces switched, and then go, yeah, I got a girlfriend, and I got a chick in this city, and um, you know, I'm, and then to have to go, but I don't have HIV. I'm HIV negative. I don't have any diseases. Um, you know, I don't have any STDs. That's the good. <laughs> Do you take care of yourself? Like, go to the clinic often? I went or? to. I went, used to go. I used to go to fucking get tested for AIDS like every month, you know. Okay. And I and uh, some women 
saw that it was like, oh, he's responsible. Other women stopped having sex with me when I told them because they was like, you're doing too much fucking. If you got to get tested that much, that's like porno levels. Then you're doing too much. Like, I'm doing too much. Okay. So I would have women just, I would like, yeah, I got tested again. I'm like, again? It's like, how many people are you fucking? And I was like, well, just you. Just kind of lie, whatever. It's just you. So why are you getting tested like every other week? You know. I know some really OCD people that get tested. No one fucking believes that. They believe you. Well, you tell, you know, a lot of women was like, okay, you fucking a lot. You're doing a lot of fucking. If you're getting tested that much, you're doing a lot of fucking. And I was. Right. And it's like, I didn't want to be killing nobody. I was killing people, sure. But I didn't want to be a murderer. So it was like, you know, if I caught it then I need to know immediately so I can stop, you know, like I needed right. to have AIDS to stop doing what I was doing type thing. Wow. Like that was the only thing that was, would kind of scare me straight, which never happened. And I never tested positive. So right. it was like that, that didn't end up, it was the girl and, um, uh, had a friend that kind of turned me on to the program and mm-hmm. finally ended up getting in it. And, um, I got tired of those moments where people showing up going, are you dating Henry too? And, uh, you know, fucking people's girlfriends, having dudes call me. Are you fucking my girl? I talked to, I talked to some husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had husbands call me, boyfriends call me. You ever get any dangerous situations? A lady brought her husband to the show. Why? To a comedy show. I don't know. That's so dramatic. Yeah. Such and a she crazy was like, thing to do. She was like, oh, he, he doesn't even love me anymore. He won't do anything. And um, I walked. I walked in the club and I didn't want anyone to know I was there, but the host saw me and he gave me like, Hey, Henry, Henry's here. Shout out to Henry. He's here. And I looked over and I saw her and her husband and the guy looked over and he had heard my name from their children. Mm-hmm. So and he's like, Oh fuck, that's him. So then I walked to the body. I walked to the garden. I was like, okay, that guy I might have problems with watch him. It's like, okay. So that was like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary moment. That was scary. You know, being in people's houses with their boyfriends knocking on the door, you know, laying in the bed and they're like, well, let's just pretend like we're not here. I'm like, you fucking shit. Like, <laughs> laying in the bed with a woman while you try to pretend like you're not there. Um, you know, having sex outside. I had sex outside in front of two churches. You know, <laughs> two types of gods staring <laughs> down at you. <laughs> two flavors. This of lady, I was on having one sex. Side, Catholic on the other. Oh, God, you shit. Like, this lady. <laughs> <laughs> having sex with this girl and her she she wanted she, her baby like we didn't have I had lost my money we didn't have money for a hotel and she had a baby and her baby was in the back seat crying so we're having sex in the front seat and oh. she's feeding her baby at the same time in the back seat of the car like bottle over the while I'm fucking humping her it was just oh god it's awful how awful. did you keep an erection through that <laughs> just out of curiosity that would take me out of the moment I did some things you said what that would take me out of the moment I'd be like, like shut your baby up no uh-huh. no not just that it's just you know like like if you think about it like have you ever been having well I've had this experience where you uh, the TV's on in the background okay. and like a real weird commercial comes That's on funny. or something yeah, like you just out of it you just like sexy you, you like just, just stop just stop yeah why are we with the mesothelioma lawsuit commercial right now can we turn the can we turn this off give us give me five let me get back in this oh god that's funny <laughs> like <laughs> really we need to watch sports highlights please you know like Oh, just a real bring me down type commercial, like a Viagra commercials or like bring me down or 
Well, it's like yeah. it's some commercials that really kind of a turn off. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the SPCA commercial with like uh, the in the arms. Ah, oh, the dogs. The angel with the dogs. The sad the dogs. dogs or the kids or. Um, but when you literally have the sad kid in the back of the the, the sad homeless kid <laughs> in the back of the car, and you're able to keep a heart on that's and you and um, it's like it's like I know their mother, so now I know what their life is gonna look like. I remember I was having sex with this lady with this son. And I was like, your mother is batshit fucking nuts. I feel bad for the boy. Like, I know what your life is about to look like. You just look at him. Look at your future. <laughs> this is a best case scenario. Comedy and, uh, and sex with just so many women. So many women. So just, just letting you know. <laughs> so, um, man, it was, some, it was a lot of kind of weird situations. Wow. A lot of kind of weird situations. Uh, having a girl just kind of and then i guess we'll start talking about the recovery yeah but um you know just having people that wanted weird stuff just weird stuff i kind of wanted to ask you about that but i didn't want to like uh scandalize the conversation (laughs) you know but i was just like Like, it was just like um like i had one girl who she was like like we had we had had sex like maybe six or seven times and um i was like how do you like to sex she was like i don't whoa challenge accepted no 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 no, no. It's, right. I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, why do you keep doing it?" She was like, "I don't do it. You, you're raping me." <gasps> oh. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's like, "Yeah, you, you, you're taking it." I was like, "Uh." And then, and then we had sex again. I realized she, she wasn't, she wasn't, but she was coming over to my place and she was coming back. Which she was. So into I had, some, I had a friend that got in trouble for rape. Right. So. I was like, oh, you fucked up. When I talked to him, I was like, you fucked up. He was like, what do you do in those situations when you think you think you don't know? So whenever I didn't know if a woman agreed or not, then I would just make him my girlfriend instantly. Really, really. Like, so if we had sex and I'm not sure if you agree, like, okay. I'm not clear about that. Then I'm like, I'll text you. Hey, baby, what's going on? Everything good? You know, like, oh, like, I'm going to make you think that I think we're together now. Okay. So that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever yeah. is vague in your mind, I'm about to clear it up with like the fact that I love you and care about you. Wild. Until we have sex so many times that you can't report this as rape. Whoa. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that has it. You can't, if you think you just raped somebody, you're not sure like were they drunk or high or is this some shit they're into. Right. You need to fucking, the last thing you want to do is stop talking to that girl. Right. <laughs> you know, you stop talking to her like, uh, you know, you don't answer text messages or you don't fucking reply to her Facebook posts. You got to make sure she then she's just going to go. Yeah, I was raped. Okay. Okay. You know, like this is how you avoid rape shit. Okay. You know, when you and when you're you and you having sex with so many people that you're no longer connecting with a human and you, you can no longer kind of gauge yes or no no more. Right. Then you need to have some fucking unless you want to go to prison. You need to have some backup plans. Yeah, and it was like the backup plan was to make you my girlfriend. Okay. Like you're now you're my girlfriend, and now you just we're just together until you. And then if we do break up, it's because you don't want me. Wild. You know what I'm saying? So you can feel that like, oh, Henry was weird. I just we didn't. I, I let a lot of people kind of break up with me. Like right. I never. I didn't go around going, oh, well, you can't have his dick no more. That's trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
You don't want to. Yeah, hurt. women don't like rejection. <laughs> women we hate don't. to be no. broken up with. Mm-mm. So you know, I'll just kind of be that guy, that boyfriend that just never lived up to your whatever it was until you just kind of eventually get tired of my shit. But I'll still pursue you, uh, a light pursuit, while failing, and then you'll just go oh, and then you'll s- slowly kind of just enough. Yeah, okay. you'll slowly kind of disconnect from me, and then wing on to the rest of your life. Okay. But if you try to do a hard breakup with a woman that's not sure about what the fuck just happened, then that's trouble. Okay. And every time you like, sometimes when you see like rape cases and stuff come up, that's a guy that maybe had sex with her. She was drunk, filling him, and had sex, and then he went back to the party and tried to have sex with her friend or rejected her too quickly. You'll get rape cases like that. Interesting. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's yeah. how all the time, 100. percent right. Sometimes if it's rape, you know, it could be it could become rape real quickly. Right. What is the most? <laughs> um, it's like mind, it's mind blowing. Yeah, you can kind of see me kind of taking it in, like. Okay, I'm an expressive like listener. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, you go, what the? Okay, like okay. somebody had to make sense of that. That's crazy. Right, right. I mean, what is this? Kind of gets into our, our fourth question. What's the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself in your recovery? Oh, I'm not a womanizer. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like to know new stories. I don't like to meet m- new people. Um, that lifestyle is so boring and redundant. And um, it looks boring. No, it don't. It looks fun as fuck to like kids or dudes that's not doing it. To guys that are not getting a lot of sex, it, it seems like it's, a, it's the greatest. Oh, you fucking eight bitches a day? It seems like the greatest thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to have one person to know people. Like, I'm actually like to spend time alone. And um, you want to cook dinner and watch HBO. I'm fine with that. Doesn't everybody? My biggest fear was that if I wasn't an addict, would I still be talented? Like, how much mm-hmm. of my, how much, how much role did my addiction and my dysfunctional lifestyle play in my ability to be funny? How much do you talk about sex in your stand-up? I don't, because I don't remember that. I mean, at I don't all. even like a really. I mean, I do. I do sex jokes or whatever, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm more edgy than I am sexy. Right. Um. I don't come and try to come across as the ladies' man on stage. I'm not. Yeah. I don't look like it. You know, I'm not a heartthrob. I'm not a male stripper type. Um, and like I said, I got regular normal women. I wasn't the guy that was like, hey, baby, with the car and the, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. drive an escort and I got, I'm like, I got two baby mamas. You know, I don't come across as that guy. I come across as the, you know, I'm kind of the, you're in between relationships, um, clean dick. You know, that's kind of how I pitch myself. So I'm not going to burn dick. your pussy. You know. That's... That's a good pitch. Clean dick? That's a good pitch. It really is. It really is. Because I was, I was just wondering, because there was like, I, I've been approached by men, and one of the questions I ask before I even get intimate get intimate is, how many girls are you seeing right now? How many of them are you having sex with? You think they're going to tell the truth to that? And then I realized as we were talking, they've never probably ever told me the truth to hell that no, question. Hell no. Hell no. No one is going to go five, You, but you're still good. You. <laughs> <laughs> you, still, you still want this best? Are you still? No. Yeah. I just realized. Don't even, don't even ask. Yeah. Don't even ask. Jesus. I'm never having sex again. <laughs> All right. Um, what is, uh, when are you your most honest self? Like the most honest version of who you are? Oh, God. When I don't, when I don't want, when I don't want anything from you, when there's absolutely no desire and I'm angry. 
you know, when, mm-hmm. I, when I don't want anything from you at all whatsoever, and you ask me the correct question, you will get the absolute truth. But uh, where there's any desire, there's lies. I'm going to lie. How are you going to fall in love? You said what? How are you going to fall in love? Yeah, I, I have to ask my God that, you know. Um, you know, and a part of like a part of my recovery process for me with the people that I was with was like I had to just not contact them. Okay. What I do is I just my means is that I just don't contact people. Yeah. And you go, um, it's a question. How do you fall in love? Because love is about honesty, right? Right. I think I think the whole experience makes me not really believe in love. Like I don't really believe in love as much as I believe in trust and respect. Like when I when I'm in I'm having something, when I'm having something with another I'm sharing an experience with another human, I look for trust, respect, as faithful as you possibly can be. But that's that one and kinda like I'm not gonna really police you, I'm not gonna look through your phone or follow you or nothing. Right. So that's you as faithful I know it's I know I will cheat. I'm a cheater still. I might not be who I was, but I still can cheat. Um, I'm still unfaithful. Um, and then acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. Okay. So all those things culminate. Okay. And to do just do good in people's lives. You know, whoever's, whoever's life I'm in, do no harm, don't hurt them. I don't know if I can be a benefit to you, but I can definitely not hurt you. And that seems to be working more than uh, trying mm-hmm. to sell them the dream that I'm this great recovered person. Right. I, I don't call my exes up and go, yeah, I'm better now. And God is, and I had a spiritual awakening and I'm fucking, I'm not fucking. Be- yeah, yeah, I will. You know, if I'm triggered, you know, you get me in the right place. Yeah, I, I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I will. You know, my attic is still, and my attic will use the mess. I will use whatever to get pussy. It don't matter. Whatever I think you want to hear. I will say it, you know, period. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. So, um, what was the question? It was, uh, when are you your most honest self? It's just when I ain't got no desire. Okay. When I have no desire, which mm-hmm. is probably after we have sex or, you know, I was very honest in my closure conversations with people I did have closure with. Mm. If I got a chance to, to have a like, okay, this is over, exit interview conversations mm-hmm. i did i was extremely honest in those and telling them what i thought and um do you feel like you're authentic with people or are you sort of selective in that authenticity like you show just bits of yourself i'm more authentic now but i'm also a lot more insecure now and mm-hmm. i also choose a lot less people to communicate with um i knew before it was a facade i knew before that i was bullshitting people and uh, um, and you would have to go through a lot to begin to know me. Right. Like, by the time you, you start to, I would go, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and this, and kind of hit you with all the fucking victim me and, and all my parents shit and all my fucking right. bullshit and just kind of get you, you know, thinking I'm the straggly dog on the street and kind of. Right. And then get later, you start kind of seeing who I was. Um, but I think I'm more authentic from, from the start now. Okay. I mean, I get pussy, so I got no reason to lie anymore. And uh, are um, you in a relationship? You said what? Are you in a relationship right now? We getting current. Um, I'm in. I'm in a relationship. Yes, and I. Um, 
I have two other romantic interests in other cities. Do they know about each other? You said what? Do they know about no, each it's, other? No, it's a dishonest relationship. Okay. It's a dishonest relationship. I'm still, you know, my recovery is about being honest and not doing what hurts. I am being dishonest. Have you, do you have any plans of getting honest? Getting all the way honest? It's kind of a, it's kind of a slow faucet thing with me. Yeah. It's, it's about yeah. not, it's about, it's not as much about being as good as it is about being less bad. Mitigating harm. <laughs> you said what? Mitigating harm. You said who? Like mitigating sort of the, the, the destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not, not being as destructive. I, I do. I do plan on. But I have this thing to where, with honesty, I have this thing I've kind of in mind fucked myself into believing, which I think is true. There's a certain level of honesty that's hurtful. Yeah, honesty without compassion is brutality. No, no, no. Like, if you lovingly believe in me from a very innocent place, and I want to relieve myself of the guilt of you believing that, but that, that relief, that honesty I give you, it's hurtful to you then was I really been did I really just benefit you okay so you'll let the fantasy persist I learned to let some fantasies go okay like if you're dealing with a you dealing with if you you dealing with a whole lot and I'm just kind of over here and I got my shit going on I'm not about to lay my shit at your doorstep okay you don't need my shit too let me handle let me handle my own let me not hurt you mm-hmm. and handle my own demons you don't need do you really need my truth today that's kind of how <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah is it an urgent is, is me telling you this an urgent thing is this a pressing matter that you <laughs> need to know who have you had women get into that where they're like no I really need to know right now yeah and I tell them what's their response uh, is that usually the woman who's kind of on to you and she's like oh I get what's going on here tell me the truth most people, what I found that was really curious is most people that was fucking other people too. Game recognized game. I mean, you attract what you are. Right. So, most people were fucking other people too. Many other people too. Like, I had someone that wanted to marry me. And they were like, well, we have, we've been together for eight years. And I was like, well, you were fucking this person this year. This, you know, like you were. <laughs> she was counting the whole time. I was counting. I was like, oh, you were fucking this person. I was fucking this. I was like, in this eight years, we've never been committed to each other. Wild. So if you want to start dating honestly from this point forward, then we can start recording time from this day forward. That actually is logical. That makes sense. She didn't want that. Did she even know about she that? She felt like she had time. Interesting. And I was like, you can't go to McDonald's. You can't be employed by McDonald's for 10 years, show up every three years, work one day, and then at the end of 10 years go, you want to be a manager. Well, what about polyamory? Like this idea of uh, polyamorous relationships or people in open relationships, um, sort of the belief that folks aren't supposed to be in monogamous relationships. My, my ego wouldn't allow that. Okay. You know, my ego was all about, you need to be waiting on this dick, you know. So you want to be the only dick. Yeah. That was my that was my thing. So with her, she kind of met you at your level. Yeah, and I was ready to go from that that place forward. If but she wasn't ready to lay down the white flag yet, so I was like, Nah, you still you still want to do it? You still out there? Yeah, she just wanted to be married. Yeah, she wanted to be married. That's it. She wanted that commitment, that legal yeah. commitment. Not while necessary. she fucked other people. Okay. 
There's a lot of people out there that do that. But people, like, you could just walk up to people, but it's not nearly as fun. You could just go walk up to people and go, I'm having sex with other people. How about we have sex? But that's not nearly as fun as sneaking around and cheating. And being their <laughs> prince or their yeah, rock show them star being a great guy, their... you know, being Henry and having them introduce you to the family. And oh, Henry's a great guy. He's ambitious and he's really funny and, you know, kind of being that fantasy person. It's not nearly as like fun. The movie Catch Me If You Can, but with sex. Have you ever seen that where he's yeah. a different, like what you kind of show up. everywhere he goes? That thing. That thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> you mentioned this before about okay. it, about being afraid to lose your edge on stage as okay. a performer. Mm-hmm. Are there any sort of defects, behaviors, elements of your addiction that you have, um, you've been afraid to let go of because you feel like it makes you a more interesting person? You know what? That was a huge fear. Um, you know, letting go to women. I thought the women, because the stories of the women was a lot of my act. Talking about the women, talking about the dysfunction, talking about the crazy shit I had, you know, mm-hmm. situations I've been in on stage and kind of. Um, but I realized the more I stopped depending on that, the more my true talent revealed itself. My ability to be witty, sarcastic, have dry humor and be descriptive of things is where my talent lies. Right. So, right. but that that whole kind of sex posh mask my real ability, and I didn't know that I hadn't really tapped in into what was funny about me. I didn't know what was funny about me. I had no idea before when I was back there fucking, fucking women. I I had no idea why people liked me. I thought I was like a, a Denzel Washington type, and you know I was a ladies man, and you know this dick is just the best. And that's not how the fuck people see me. People see me as like a Carlton. They like for me to talk about my family. And uh, they like to wholesome Henry. And I couldn't connect with wholesome Henry honestly and truthfully as long as I was living this seedy lifestyle. Right. Well, wholesome Henry also grew up in a dysfunctional home where it's, it's kind of it's interesting when people want to talk about your family, but they don't want to get too real like i find i have a lot of stories about my family that i've uh-huh. been trying to do on stage wow but i come from a dysfunctional family yeah and so sometimes people are like you're breaking that you're hurtfully much. breaking their fantasy yeah. and it goes it goes beyond <laughs> the fact of being funny if yeah. i walked on stage and, and was honest i would tell you the one of the things my mother said to me is like oh i had to leave your father because i was tired of selling pussy because yeah, my father was prostituting my mother out and that's funny to me my mother was going he a pimp yeah he he, I mean, yeah, he, he, he was a pimp. He was a school teacher. He did the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde shit. He, he has his own demons. Were you guys close? We're closer today because, I, because of the forgiveness and acceptance, understanding of him. And that he too also, you know, my father revealed to me very cavalierly on the elevator one time. You know, when I look at his life and kind of do an inventory of his life, there's a lot of acting out behavior. He has uh, 10 children, five women. He was married four times and he, he revealed to me that like every time he met a woman back then in order to have sex with a woman you had to be engaged you had to so he would just go to the pawn shop and buy like 10 rings at a time and just get engaged to women whoa and just kind of build these families and which is what he did he would go and have these women in places and have and my thing was i'm not bringing kids into it okay. like i'll fuck you all day every day but we're not gonna bring kids into this <laughs> but you have two kids i had two children that came you know but one of them was like before i kind of got started and uh-huh. one of them came out of the mess, yes. But but I was like, but I, it could be way more kids. It could have been way more kids. I was like, no, I'm not bringing no fucking kids. No. Because okay. I'm not, I can't be a father to these children. That's just going to be more people pissed off at me. I'm, no. 
Do you feel like you inherited this from your dad? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And but I also felt like it was my responsibility to break the cycle, or try. I, I feel that. At least stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like not do as bad. Like I don't. Like I said, I don't know if I could do good, but I wasn't gonna do what he did. Right. You know, just fuck pussy until my dick didn't work. Like I'm not gonna do that. Like if I have my have sex is like you got to already have kids or you got to be older you know you got to be someone who who's not trying to fucking bust out babies okay and you got to be some i had a little i had a little weird rules like i had to meet you through someone that i could like if you were crazy i could go why the fuck did you introduce me to this crazy but like i had a little like really little weird rules when i was doing that interesting okay (laughs) It's it's like little stuff like you had to have a reason to live like that was that was in order for me to have sex with you, you had to have a reason to live. You had to have something you love so much you wanted to live. You didn't want somebody to get attached to you. You didn't want somebody to no, make no, you I didn't their want, focal point. I didn't want you to be suicidal. I didn't want you to be someone that didn't give a fuck about herself and was just fucking dudes raw and catching diseases. You know. So you probably stayed away from like drug users. Hell yeah. Drug users are like um I mean, I, I dated people in other, you know, programs and stuff mm-hmm. that were in drug programs, but you have to be at least clean, like. Right. I was kind of selective, I think, hopefully. No, I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. There's, there's certain- I was kind um, yeah, but it didn't, it, I didn't lose my, in fact, I gained a, 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 a better edge. And I started to, instead of just kind of, if you see a lot of black comics, the first thing they do when they get on stage is kind of become the ladies' man. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, ladies, how you doing? And then here comes the jokes. I kind of saw that and was like, oh, that's that's not really funny. Just kind of being up there, being the black guy that women want. That's more, you know what I'm saying? And the dudes yeah. get turned off. Like, oh, look at this fucking jackass right. up here to fuck all our bitches. Right. Um, so I don't, it helped me to kind of get back to just being funny and be able to talk about subjects. Not just be on stage kind of um, flirting or being flirtatious through my humor. Right. Right. It's sort of like a, it's like a thing. Women can do it too. What? Be flirtatious? Sort of, yeah, come out flirtatious and then you turn off all the women in the audience. Yeah, they like, because they feel like you're just, you're cheating. Yeah. You know, instead of going code. one by one with the guys in the room and, you know, talking to them individually, you're putting yourself on a plateau to be seen by everybody and you're casting a wider net. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the, they're, they're like, fuck you. The audience is like, fuck you. I do. <laughs> I do a little thing. It's it's pretty hack. I'll look for the third wheel date. You know the 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 guy and the girl, the girlfriend, the couple, and then they'll have like a dude with them, just a random dude. Okay. And I'll be like, is this a third wheel date? And usually they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, who's the who's the single guy? Uh huh. And um, and I'll always say, no matter what I think of that person, I'll be like, oh, good, the cute one. That's funny. And then I'll just keep moving on from there. Mm. It's pretty hacky actually, but it's a little cheat code just to like get the. Kind of get the audience to yeah, and then to get the women to not think that you're hitting on their dudes. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's like little, kind of give yourself to someone really quickly. Like I'm going in that zone, but oh, I'm, okay. just, I'm just oh, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm non-threatening. Sense. Okay. And that's a that's a part of it too. If you want to be funny, is is to kind of as, especially as a black guy, is to go. Up to, I'm not here to fuck your women. You know that's not what I'm here for. Right. You know, and that's what they think. Black, even when I had jobs, um, so he's here to fuck our women. <laughs> really? Like, so what I would do is like I would grow my hair out or just try to look less attractive, and I could get a job. I can get whatever I wanted. I cut my hair, and all of a sudden it was just certain things I couldn't get anymore, or certain places I couldn't be, or guys kind of coming at me like, 
you know, when you're attractive male, it it changes. Life changes. Hmm. Like people just kind of all of a sudden just kind of have a, a defense towards you, period. The less it like as I got older, it started getting less attractive or less kind of, you know, striking in my looks. Life started kind of getting easier. Interesting. Versus like when I was younger and like more attractive, more vain. Everywhere I go, it was like it was always like combative situation or somebody, some dude thought I liked his girl or some shit. It was fucking weird. Right. Or I was trying to fuck his girl or I probably could have, but I mean, it, that's not what I was there for. It's <laughs> like, I see comics do that a lot. Like they'll come off stage and they'll be like, hey, did you see that girl on the other side of the room with the with that on that date? You. OK, you know, they'll they'll kind of identify bad dates uh-huh. and then see if they that's can fun. pick up on the chicks. Wow. OK. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a weird world. Comics are weird. They share a lot of that weird. For the some women reason, that got wanna, into the locker the, room. The women, the women that want to have sex with you at a show, um, a lot of comics don't understand is you don't have to seek them out. They come find you. They come find you. Like mm. you at the end of the show, you have a cluster of women that will flirt with you, but that's more of a pissing contest between them. They're more trying to see who is he going to choose. Who does he think is the cutest? Wild. So girls are kind of stand around and kind of be an audience to you. So they'll go, okay, oh, he liked you, Becky, or he liked you, Jennifer. Just like, it's kind of like a, some shit they do, but okay. none of a fuck, none of will yeah. really fuck you. It's more just like them kind of seeing who's got the s- snuff per the comic. Right, right, right. The women that want to fuck will come up to you when you go to the restroom or like in between the show. It's like, oh, here's my number or hit They're me later. Pretty. They're pretty They're pretty up pretty front. Like, They're like, hey. Quick quick any woman that wants to go to a second location like oh let's go to this bar she doesn't want to fuck okay really no huh at all she doesn't want to fuck she wants you to come there and entertain her friends more and tell more jokes and buy more drinks or whatever the fuck and just kind of hang out oh we got the comic over here too that's bullshit the one that wants to fuck is women are sneaky they're like cats they don't fucking you know here's my facebook do 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 and you might not hear from them late like one o'clock in the morning hey <laughs> you up? What's going on? Yeah, I'm still awake. <laughs> I, I, I have to, if I'm honest with myself, I've done that. Hey, are you up? What's going on? How is your day? Yeah. And then you're just kind of hoping for the like, yeah, why don't you come over? Oh, okay. <laughs> Since you made it sound so attractive, I don't feel too slutty about it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the women is like, let's go party. Or my friend has a anybody wants to get you in a, a group. It's not. That's not sex ain't nowhere near on their mind. Um, so the mark. So the the girl who is she doesn't have a great relationship with her dad. I mean, you won't you won't like you won't know what the family dynamic is just meeting somebody. Right. Um, that's kind of like when you get into it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be telltales. I mean, of course, people have their own sexual uh, history, like, you know, people that were molested or abused themselves very easy targets especially if they're not in you know any kind of counseling for it right and dealing with it um and their own self-esteem issues uh body issues whatever people just went and women are naturally kind of like they naturally have just a natural insecurity about them they have to be um because women are beautiful and guys are just disgusting so they have to kind of you know in order to even fucking talk to us in the first place but these women are like overly kind of insecure and kind of looking seeking validation from places right Right. traditional places okay so you're saying like the mark what i would look for um and then go through the whole text you would, message process. you wouldn't look you wouldn't look for it mm-hmm. you would just kind of like how i kind of knew that you would be more susceptible start off just being really disrespectful 
just be just like kind of and if they was like oh that's funny like if i text you something and we just met and i was just like yeah i need my dick sucked tonight hard you know you know, i want to put my my dick juice in your cum your, your throat cup just like that's the text or just kind of say something that's like the that. text yeah and just like uh, what is the response to that <laughs> you know uh it's been oh uh, you crazy or um lol or that's you know just kind of like any any response so it's the positive response no no it's not even the positive response any response any response okay yeah like if you or i went into my side like if i go into my sob stories about you know some shit that happened to me as a kid and you you know got too interested in it it's like okay you know just like any, anything hmm. any response um you know someone being telling you intimate stories about stuff that should mean something to them or should like they should hold like kind of close to their heart and only reveal to people that are close to them if someone is revealing too much to you too quickly then that's a tool that they're using to kind of gauge you gauge you out interesting you know say like people should me telling you now i can talk freely because we're in program about stuff that happened but a regular person if we're dating if i'm if i see you as a possible romantic interest i don't want to come across as a victim Right. I want to come across as a uh, someone who will protect you and, you know, be a real man in your life. And I want to come across as, you know, someone who's ready to show up and be a warrior and fight for you. I don't want to come across as some a wounded bird. Mm-hmm. So if I'm coming across as that, it's because I'm trying to manipulate you and use that as a medium to kind of get in. Okay. Okay. So how do you experience forgiveness? How do I experience forgiveness? Uh, Both as giving and receiving. Mm. Do I, this is the, the question over again yeah we had to do it okay. over again um, sorry folks mm. that that kind of when you you know what uh just getting another just get another shot at life getting to not be dead getting to not have a std getting to uh know my mother and hear a story and know my kids and uh perform and then and be here today this feels like forgiveness to me okay um shit you know, getting to have someone who cares about me or someone who seem to care about me seems like forgiveness. Right. How, as far as the people who hurt you or even hurt your daughter, hmm. what what kind of forgiveness is there? I haven't forgiven. You know, it was my nephew oh. that, you know, molested my daughter. And uh, I haven't forgiven him. I don't think I have any forgiveness for that. Um you know, all of everything I know about uh, that is, you know, he probably experienced it and whoop the woo, you know, whatever it is. But it's still like, fuck, man, she didn't need that shit. Right. Yeah. You know like, so your kid. Yeah. It's like she didn't fucking need that. Right. You know, she has a, a dad that's an addict and a mother that's bad shit. She didn't need you fucking touching her on top of her already shitty story. Right. So. um Yeah, it's, it's hard to find forgiveness there. But um, I know I have to forgive to experience it. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I accept that life wouldn't be any different from us, from me, no other way. Like, this is the way life is. And I'm not in, I'm not in fantasy that my life would be any better had I not went through what I went through or seen what I seen. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I just, it's, forgiveness is acceptance. And it's accepting that this is the way God my higher power wanted my life to be period mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of just doing the best with that the yeah. best i could with that totally 
totally. I know there's been uh, parts of my life I didn't, especially in the last year, I had to do this forgiveness exercise. Mm-hmm. And the, the wild part about it is I ended up forgiving people in situations and myself for things that I didn't even know I had to forgive. Mm. And then when I got to the other side of that, it was like a whole new level of freedom. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was mind blowing. That's why I always, I, I try to always ask that question. Like, how do you experience forgiveness? Because I intellectually understood forgiveness, but I didn't experience it mm-hmm. for years in recovery, years. And and I think it's, it's a much harder concept than we give it credit for. You know, it like shows up a few times. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to give myself credit for anything. And it's hard for me to... Um, I was such a, I, st- I still don't think I've forgiven myself and, uh, for a lot of the stuff I did and I still kind of have a really tight noose on myself because I use so much, my addict would even use that to p- potentially take advantage of, you know, huh. um, you know, my addict would use any fucking thing. You know? Right. So it's like, I'm kind of uh leery you know, of, uh, like I said, like I do a no contact. Right. You know, I just don't contact them. You know, anybody that I acted out with or anybody I knew from that place. It's like, I just like the best thing I could do is just not know you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I see forgiveness from God and my family and my children, you know, by just allowing me to be involved in mm-hmm. allowing me to, uh, show up in, and have something to say. That's what forgiveness looks like for me. Involvement. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's really cool. What was one of the most interesting things you had to make amends for? We've talked a lot about this, that conversation, but what was there any specific moment where you were like, like I once had to make amends to somebody for, I used to get drunk and fight. Hmm, that's fine. And this guy, um, especially dudes, I, I liked that. And, uh, this guy tried to give me a swirly. Uh, you know what that is where you put someone's head in the toilet and you flush. Mm. And I ended up getting out of that by grabbing his penis really mm. hard and then pulling down. And I ended up injuring him pretty seriously. And um, I ran into him when I was first kind of on my journey. Mm. And uh, I took that because I never knew if I was going to ever see that person again. And I took that opportunity to say... Um, that I was sorry for injuring him, you know, not that, not that fighting your way out of getting your head stuck in a toilet is, um, bad, but I definitely took it too far and I just Mm. spiritually wanted to, to kind of own that. Mm. That's an interesting amends. I've like talked about that on stage because how do you walk up to somebody and be like, Oh, Hey, sorry about that time. I broke your dick. Fucking pull your dick off. Was it hard? Was he hard? Well, well, no, what happened was it was a soft dick. Yeah. And you found it in his pants. Yeah. It was like, it it was while your head was being in the toilet. Almost there. We were like halfway and to the you, bathroom like, and I you reached clocked out of this part of your head and then found a dick. Through Jinko jeans, the largest jeans, a skirt of denim, literally a, you, t- a circus you, so tent of denim. So you had to fill around like. No, I just, I knew exact. I just, that lizard, it. that that's lizard that thing, brain. My dad always told me if you want to get out of a scrape, just, just grab and pull. So I grabbed that's and funny. I pulled him down on top of me mm. and, uh, and then he, you know, he came down and then, um, 
and I've always been very strong, like freakishly strong. So I ended up, um, uh, the jeans and the skin of his penis caught on each other. And so then he got a, uh, a <laughs> blister that ended up turning into an abscess that he had to go to the hospital. So I almost, I almost, I, 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 mean, I kinda, broke a dude's dick is he, basically what I did. He, he was signed up for that when he started fucking with you. Word, word. But uh, on, on the other, on the other hand, with my own violent tendencies, I had to, um, that was just something I internally knew I had to make an amends for. So mm. when that presented itself, so when people ask me like, oh, what's the weirdest amends you've ever had to make? That's the one I say like, oh, I almost broke a guy's dick and I had to make amends for that. Mm. And it really wasn't a big deal. Like he was like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, he, he took it really well. He was installing my stereo at a Best Buy. <laughs> this is a very small town. <laughs> so, um, so with that in mind was the most it doesn't have to be like a wild, crazy, funny story. No, but. no. I mean, I had to, to tell the lady, you know, because I had a, I was with someone and I had a child by somebody else while I was with them. And I had to go, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Like, um, What was her response? You know, it, you know, uh, to apologize, to go, yeah, I'm sorry I had a kid while we were together by somebody else while I was telling you I love you. I'm sorry. Were you holding the kid when no. you said this? <laughs> I made this. I mean, because that means not only are you cheating, but you're fucking raw. Like you, you're not even. Yeah. And you're and you're coming in people. That's yeah. Which you've kind of identified. That's your thing. No no condoms. (laughs) Did did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fucking raw. Yeah. Fucking raw. Yeah. My father. My father. Because I was like, Dad, you got ten kids. Why don't you? Why didn't you ever work? He was like, It's a waste. Why would you? Why would you wear a condom? Like so, yeah. I get that they're inconvenient and they don't feel as great for the man. But it's I hard to manipulate that. a woman. It's hard to tell a woman you love her and you trust her and then put a condom on. It's like, I love you with all my heart and I trust you with everything. You see it as an issue of trust? It's a trust issue. Okay, well, as a child, how old are you? I'm 37. Okay, I'm 33. Okay. Remember through our teenage years, they basically told us like, be sex positive and sex is good, except for your genitals will turn black and fall off. Just, just completely rot off. Do you remember that whole conversation mm-hmm. about STDs? Mm-hmm. Like in the 90s? Yeah. But I mean, when, you, when you're trying to get residual pussy, putting condoms on doesn't put a woman at ease. It puts me at ease. Yeah. Well, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I dated an AIDS researcher. Okay. Yeah. So virology was his thing. So oh, so he, he really he was he really he was, was a descriptive. Sa- safety safety. Even while we were in a committed relationship. Nah. I mean, it was with me. It was it was all fucking raw. Like, is you and that baby. to you means trust. It's you, baby, huh? That's trust. It's, that's trust. I mean, it was like you know, um, because whatever you're doing, you got to keep us safe. Like I'm fucking people. Whoever you fucking. Like, you got to keep us safe. You, you know, we're not killers here, okay? So, <laughs> isn't the condom the, 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 the sort of the bulletproof jacket, though? Not nah. 100% effective. People don't, people don't leave condoms on. Dudes take condoms off all the time. You know? Oh, my God. I'm never having sex again. This whole conversation, I'm just like, no. Dudes don't leave sorry. condoms. I don't know, dudes. You know, the, the whole condom shit is just to like, yeah, make her feel responsible. Make her feel like I'm responsible. Nobody fucking leaves a condom on. Who does that? People I sleep by with. the third time, and they keep leaving it on. Yeah, yeah. And you believe they love you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, because it's a biological, that's, to me, that's compartmentalized. It's a biological concern. Okay. Right? Oh, you don't mesh the two. Yeah, it's not an issue of intimacy or love. It's an issue it's, that of, was a part of my fucking the, disease control. This is, this is, this, you the only one getting this. Huh? And I, I don't have any diseases, but that's, I think, part of the reason is there's no. Because you, but too, still, like, I wouldn't. It, okay, again, I'm choosing. Are you cooking? Or are you making me strap up? I'm really coming over there. Like I gotta. You'd, so if there's so, no food and a condom thanks. involved, you're just like no. No. It's a good thing I cook. <laughs> it's a good thing. I'm glad I can at least walk out of this so, conversation. Condom, like, it's hard to fucking. I I feel for, I feel for the gentleman involved. <laughs> I I feel I I I I'm sorry, guys, but that's just my that's. I'm safety. I'm a safety girl. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Remember in Pretty Women, the safety girl. But I mean, how can like it's it's all about that 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 kind of animalistic kind of like this is just a plane of just primitive actions. It's just all everything is just all knee jerk primitive actions. Okay. We're not going to fucking think about nothing too much. See, I'm a thinker. So, no, That's the that. thing. I think not, if you think I make, that means I'm I make not, vaginal no, decisions. No, that means I'm not I'm not fucking you Here. good and hard enough. If you're still thinking I'm not fucking you good and hard enough, I haven't pleased your pussy to the level it needs to be pleased. She still, this motherfucker still got thoughts and Gentlemen, shit. Gentlemen, just so you know, um, <laughs> like, you failed. All of you. Uh, I ain't got so you. Funny. I haven't, haven't dicked you down. You haven't got the dick and down package just yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you <laughs> feel like you're making progress in your recovery? At this moment, no. I mean, I've made giant leaps. I feel like I'm kind of stagnant now. You know, I, I kind of got into a place, you know, peeled the onion back to a place is like, I'm, I don't know if I'm just lazy or I just I've ha- I've lost the courage or I've just at a place where I'm not in as much pain. So I'm I'm very pain motivated. Mm, are we all? So you know what I'm, I'm not in that immediate pain anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what had me like, oh, fuck, I need to change. I need to stop being like that. I've gotten a place where it's a f- it's a it's a level of dysfunction I can tolerate. Hmm. Right now, I'm not saying I will be able to tolerate it next year or year after that, but today I'm tolerant of it. Of it, so kind of got a little stagnant, you know, okay. in my recovery and kind of like, kind of working my own will, you know. What uh, would you do differently? I would come out, inoculate myself entirely, if I truly trusted God, um, to 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 everyone, and uh, mm, let the chips fall where they may. You just said an interesting question, and it kind of relates to the next question. Mm-hmm. So you just said, "If I truly trusted God, mm. like your higher power." So do you not fully trust your higher power at this time? I do, but I remember, I remember what trusting my higher power was the last time I did, and for me, it led to sleeping on the ground for thirty days, like outside. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is kind of, like, I get I'm not supposed to be a male prostitute and fuck women and be a user, but I also don't like being totally homeless. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, what do I, like, I get, I, like, my God Shelter loves me. Shelter is important. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, those uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need food, water, And the thing shelter, is about sleep. homelessness is it's really hard to find a job, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard, like building your life back up from scratch when you just kind of like, oh, I'm about to go fucking be totally honest to everyone and leave everyone alone. 
and building your life from scratch and kind of getting back into society is extremely difficult. It's extremely fucking difficult. And I was totally willing to do it. Um, I'm like, man, God's plan for me looked really shitty for for for, really, for quite a bit of time right there. I've had moments of my recovery <laughs> where I'm like, what am I, Joe? What are you doing to me? What's... Okay, so he's, we got to kind of entwine my plan back into this a little bit, sir. Or maybe it's just life on life's terms. And yeah. God, the only guarantee we get is abstinence from or recovery from that thing, mm. whatever that thing may be. Yeah. And the rest of it is just life on life's terms. And we're going to be okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have faith that it's going to be okay. I, I, tr- I trust God. I trust God. Um, we have to be actors in, in, in sort of the responsibility portion. Yeah. You know, I have to, I, I trust God. I trust God. And, uh, you know, things are a lot better if I really trust it. Ooh, but yeah, I'm still, you know. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's a process for it. everybody. You get it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's a total process for everybody because I always envy those people, um, who are like, oh, they just get the spiritual thing. Like they're just like, oh my God, I, I. Yeah. That, okay. So that triggered something in my mind. It was like going through the process and kind of like I saw it as kind of opening the hood of a car, right? So your car breaks down. You take it to a mechanic. He's in tinkering. But at some point, you have to, the car has to get fixed and you have to get back on the road. So what was happening to me and deep in my process was I was becoming so analytical about everything and just so kind of questioning myself and judging myself so much because I had and taken so much of an inventory of myself. Mm-hmm. I started inventorying the inventory and then looking inside and looking inside and look, looking inside of stuff. Right. And if, eventually I was like, well, Henry, we got to fucking get back to life. You right. got to go back to life. And, you know, I didn't I didn't get into program to be alone. We, I, didn't, I didn't get into program to date. To, to just be having conversation with guys about how I treated women shitty. Like, that's gay to me. So, you know, it's like, I, that's not why I got into it. I got into it to be a better person. And I realized, okay, I'm not going to get perfect. I'm not going to be ever be perfect. And I don't want to keep just kind of overanalyzing stuff. Right. Especially when I'm in a world that's not. So every time I walk out of my meetings, I'm going back into a world of people that aren't in counseling and aren't dealing with their shit and I'm performing for the audience members I'm performing for audiences that don't give a fuck they haven't reached the bottom right so I kind of need this whatever it is this whatever my tools some of these tools are bad and some of these tools have served me in a harmful but helpful way well every defect has an asset a correlating asset yeah you know and so it's really easy to flip you know which ones do I want to keep? And, you know, which ones do, do I was like, I know I just can't use anymore. Um, you know. You can change them. I think you can change them over time. Like, like if you think about it, like, you have to be. Like, making women cry, I just don't do that no more. Oh, my God. I know a person. I know a comic whose get down is make make women cry. And he, he, he literally, if he can make a girl cry, he's almost certain he can sleep with them. No, no. I've already slept with him. Oh. It's not a. It's, it's not a prerequisite. No, no. It was like. I was I was sexually attracted to women crying. Like that was a that was like an arousal thing for me. Is that like a, a porn search? No, my I related it back to my mother. Okay. You know, so my mother would just when she whenever she broke up with a guy, she would just I would be her uh counselor, I would be her son and mm-hmm. and her 
it's emotional intimacy. Yeah, mostly incest. Mostly emotional incest. Emotional incest. And uh, she would kind of, you know, kind of make me her man or whatever. And she would just be like, what? She'd just be crying for hours. And I think I sexualized those parts. And when I became an adult, I became attracted to women that cry. If you, you didn't love me until you put your tears on my dick. Like, put your tears on my dick. It's like, that's Jesus. <laughs> you would literally wipe your tears. The lubrication <laughs> of sadness. This is what I need. You would be surprised. I've met in comedy specifically men with that. Yeah. And it's it's real. It's just, it's an interesting thing. It's also interesting. Because, you put your truth on my dick. Like, yeah, they haven't approached just, me with that, or okay. at least they've tried. Because I've, like, I've been working with addicts for a long time. I've mm-hmm. worked with, I've been in situations. I've been through some stuff. So it's pretty hard to rattle me mm-hmm. in that situation. So, mm-hmm. but I've seen uh, women at clubs kind of be in that situation where they'll say disrespectful things, and then if the girl cries, then. That's somebody they think they. No, nah, I wouldn't sex do it. With. I wouldn't do it in public. And no, nah, hell no. Nah. It was. It was like everything I did was. It's kind of like private. Private. It's like no one, one could see. <laughs> yeah, I'm sneaky. I'm dra- I'm gonna drag you back to my lair type thing. Oh, sneaky's the best. When I had like <laughs> six years, I started smoking secretly. That's funny. Oh god, not cigarettes? smoking. Yes, yeah, cigarettes. Okay. Not not relapsing, but started smoking cigarettes secretly, secretly. and okay. it was like the funnest. Like I was never, like I never so was, a, I never was a public person. Like guys go out and try to, you know, catch in the club. You know, I was just too competitive to, it, like I never went to a club to get women. Mm-hmm. It's too competitive. The lights are dim. It's too hard. You you're know, not that guy. You're, you're you're tired. It's at the end of the night. You're tired. You're gonna make your weakest choice that you're gonna make in your life right now. You know what I'm saying? These are these are not strong decisions you're gonna I never did that. It was You're looking for you're looking for the can I help you with those groceries or the Yeah, kinda like that. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, like the library or, you know, laundromat type thing. The laundromat. Oh man. <laughs> laundromat. Somebody watching? It's like, yeah, you know, do 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 and you know, kinda striking up the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And just gotta be in that I've never had a conversation with a single person in a laundromat. For it's real? usually people just not looking at each other. Like the grocery store. Like if you could tell by what kind of is she single by her groceries you know is 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 she what milk? single groceries uh for uh, a woman lean cuisine <laughs> like in like a bottle of wine <laughs> and maybe like some bananas that's, <laughs> that's a lonely and the, bitch and the handheld cart. and the handheld cart <laughs> That's a lonely fucking chick and maybe like uh, some salmon or something just like, like one can of cat food yeah, that too. <laughs> just like that, and then the inquire on top of all that. Whoa, that's a single. That's a single woman. That's a very single woman. And then you know, at the laundromat is like just her clothes, nothing sexy. Like single women don't wa- they not wearing anything sexy, so they're not washing anything sexy. You see a woman washing like some lingerie, she has a dude because she's wearing it for him. But if she's just kind of washing some nightgowns, some long raggedy nightgowns, <laughs> and like just some pants and shit, like yeah, she ain't got no dude. Yeah, that's. I wish I could say that was me in in nope I'm I'm always that way. It's just kind of knowing how to see like who's <laughs> single, just like they just present themselves um, differently. Mm-hmm. Who's available? Who's romantically available? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Okay, um, and kind of getting those telltales, been able to tell very quickly. So we're we're at the end, which okay. is cool. Uh this has been a great conversation, by the way. Good, I hope. I hope. I hope. With all the, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on the, the noise and the. the we should have started this in the car, but it probably would have been too hot. 
and also I think we had to feel each other yeah, out. We like, did. what's the safety level of this conversation? Where is this gonna go? <laughs> I think we just I had mean, to make sure. It was like when I walking in, it was like, okay. It's a lot to ask, and I appreciate you like having this conversation. Um Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, especially since I tried to fucking hit I'm like I'm a sad ex- sex addict. <laughs> I tried to hit on you. you and then he's like, No, no, tell me your secret, sir. And I was like, oh no. Uh, no, it's cause like, okay, she, once I got that you were genuinely interested in knowing and it wasn't like most people, time people ask you about sex addiction and they kind of look at it as like, a like, um, like just kind of, what's well, a, a taboo, kinda, not just a taboo, but they kind of just kind of like, just like some weird shit for them to store in their archive of weird shit to know. Right. Almost like laughing at you not with you type thing right i'm not that way so no no you didn't you didn't come across like it's kind of like unbelievable and you got to gross them out before they start you got to tell them the the most grotesque things right you know about stalking and you know just kind of go into it before they go oh oh that's real what you so stalking yeah i stalked i used to stalk everyone I, i i put more i put more effort into getting you than i did maintaining you like I do with everything to, to get you, you know. So I would the stalk catch you. was a big deal. Like yeah, the, catch, the game. but I didn't give a fuck about keeping you. Didn't give a damn about keeping you, huh? Catching you, you know. Like uh, this girl, she was she she told me like she found out I was cheating, so she started cheating with people, and um, and my ego was so bruised, and of course you can't leave, you know. Right. You can leave me, so I go over her house the, the night, and she was like, "Well, you you can't come in because I'm fucking somebody." And naturally, that's somebody you just should probably not talk to again ever. No. When someone yeah. says, I go, well, when is he leaving? Oh, he won't be leaving until about one. It's like, okay, I'll be outside waiting in my car. This is what I'm texting her. She's like, okay, cool. So. You guys are both playing chicken. You said what? That's so dangerous. This poor guy. That's such a, it's a game of chicken. Like, what do you it's mean? an emotional and sexual game of chicken. Like, you know, you ever, when two cars speed okay. toward each other and whoever swerves first is the... No, no, she's in there fucking a the dude. So I get out of my car and I go and I put my ear to the window and I hear fucking. She's fucking Whoa. the guy. So then I go back to my car, I get my lotion and I come back and put my ear to the window and jack off while they're fucking. So I ejaculate and then I go back to the car and go to sleep until one. She said he was leaving at one. So I wake up around one fifteen and he's going, yeah, but somebody else is coming. Yeah. So there's another guy that comes and he comes, goes in, he's having sex with her. Well, what time is he leaving? Well, he probably won't be gone until about six in the morning. It's like, okay, let me know when he leaves. Okay. Very cavalierly. So then I didn't jack off to him. He left. And then I would text her about eight o'clock in the morning, sleeping in my car outside of our house. Is he gone? Yes, you can come in. So I get in the house and we're about to have sex. And I'm like, can you take a, can you, can you take a shower? Like, suddenly you've got some hygiene concerns <laughs> <laughs> suddenly like, this is a, a man who uses no condom suddenly is like can you uh, take at least take a shower no, i realized she hadn't i walked in and just kind of you can smell her his uh, the other no, it, just, it just seemed it just seemed like she hadn't like she was just at a quit point that she didn't like i had took maybe i don't know what had triggered because she seemed like a sweet lady at first but she just had gotten to a place of not giving a fuck that just I hadn't I hadn't experienced before. Like 
so she was a sex addict as well. She was in a relapse at that or point. Something. I don't know what the fuck she was, but she took a shower and then we did it, and you know whatever. So, but it that happens like when you break someone's fantasy, you don't know how far the other way they're going to go. Like you don't know what a person looks like until they no longer believe what they believed before. You know, because as long as someone believes something, they're kind of upholding. They're holding. They're holding shit up. They're holding shit together. You is, don't know what not holding it together looks like. Is it possible to show up as your genuine, authentic self? And have somebody accept that is scary. From the fir- from go. Because at this point, I, has, I said, who would I really want the person that wants me if I tell them the truth? If I walk up to you, I go, I've been fucking since I was, I've been fucking my sister since I was five. A, a bald white man sucked my dick when I was 13 and uh, I, I raped about three women. Would you, would you want me? And then would I want you wanting the God that told you that? Those things don't define they you. They don't. But it's hard to trust people when you perceive that they're good, when you already have the perception that they're not bad. How do you trust someone who's coming through the gate with that kind of honesty? Well, you'd have to build a level of intimacy. But you're saying from your question was from the door. I open the door and go, I fuck pussy. Well, you can. (laughs) I fuck pussy. What do you want for appetizers? Nice to meet you. Just put that on the Tinder profile. Um, I fuck pussy. A lot of gnarly shit happened to me when I was a kid. I used to sleep outside. <laughs> um, I don't, and I still don't, I don't mind. It's like I could sleep right now until tomorrow morning. It wouldn't be a big thing. <laughs> like I wouldn't trip. So, but, I mean, you, that, I mean, that's your question. But, I, but My I, answer is, would I want somebody that wants that? But who you are, my experience is, is I'm, I'm a person who's been through some things. A lot of people have died around me. Mm. Am I those traumas? No, I'm not a collection of matra- of traumas and mistakes. Mm-mm. No, you're not. Right. So I'm a I'm a person with a personality and and an authentic version of myself, and I can share that with somebody, mm. and then, you know, at some point, if they ask, there's gonna be that conversation about that, you know, um, but that doesn't mean. That I'm not being inauthentic with them. They were to ask me. I'd question somebody if they were on the first date. Be like, what was your relationship with your dad like? Although maybe that is a good question. That's a great question. That's a great question. What is the relationship with your parents like? And it's like, if my answer is dead. (laughs) And that's come up. They would be like, oh, tell me about your parents. I was like, like, um, you know, what was your relationship before they died? Right. For a lot of people, though, I think that. At least what I found in myself is I can show up and not be a ball of grief and trauma. (laughs) I can still be myself and be like, yeah, these things occurred, but I've processed them enough uh, in a healthy way to be able to say. I think caring about somebody is slowly divulging things over a period of time and not and not being who you used to be. Yeah. You know, that's, you know. It's it's one thing to kind of just be like, oh, I'm about to lay it out on the table. You fuck with me or not, you know, type of thing. I could do that. Yeah, sure. And um, addicts of any type will. 
they will, by the way, trauma bond immediately and then move in together. Like they'll literally. Yeah, and I trauma bonded. I trauma yeah. bonded. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I used to sexualize the trauma. Like if you were molested, you know, we would have sex and, and react your mm-hmm. molestation. Like Whoa. If it was your father your or your uncle, I would play the role of that person. Okay. And, you know, I'm trauma bonded. It's a very, you know, but I don't want to be connected. I don't want to babysit your. And that's that's kind of like that was kind of like my how I friendship my way into sex and friendship my way into like that type thing. Okay. I don't I want you to love me enough to not share some of those things like okay. that's between you and your counselor. I'm your man. Right. I'm saying I don't want to be your counselor. Too. I've had that conversation where I'm like my grandmother was a therapist. Okay. So I speak a little bit like therapy a therapist. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she, her and I. Yeah. She, I see you in close. a romantic light. So it's certain shit. Like I've, I've, like I'm a. I used to be like, oh, I want, I want to know everything about you. Da, 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 da. Right. I, it's, it's some things I don't need to know. Yeah. Just like I used to ask women about their ex lovers and oh, how big yeah. was his dick and oh, did he hurt you with that big dick or, you know, did he? Because I was like, I feel like the more I knew, it kind of gave me, uh, you know, more invested in life. But no, a woman respecting me is making me feel like I'm the best, even if I'm not. I don't care what the truth is. Right. A little bit of love is lying and going, you're the best now. Well, I don't think so. I think you can love someone, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Tell them they're the best because they are the, the fucking best. Mm. And also recognize that they're human mm. and that they're flawed, you know, and that, like, maybe they leave their drawers on the floor, you know, and maybe. But getting back to your question, which was, can you come through the door that my answer is would I want somebody that would want that that me your personality the person who you are outside of the trauma yeah I mean most you know I don't really talk about it like I don't really talk about it anymore outside of like when I meet someone uh, you know me and my lady I don't really talk about it anymore like I'm kind of past the point of mm-hmm. you know kind of um, does she know yeah yeah the, the person I'm with right now we actually cheated together well, actually, okay. she, she had a guy, and I had she she had probably a, a number of dudes she was fucking with, and I had a you know well, she had a main guy, and I had a lot of people I was fucking with, and um, she went through counseling. I had already got through my counseling and got to a better place, and I wasn't seeing anyone. I wasn't seeing anyone. I wasn't dating anyone. I was like, this is too much. Two kids and fucking my history. I'm not unloading this shit on nobody. You know, it's like I'm not gonna bring this into anyone's life, and. Uh, we started talking and decided to, and she was going through her process. She had made it through her process and was like, okay, well, and we kind of, you know, uh, is she also in recovery recovery mm. and, uh, but not like just like regular counseling. She knew any programs. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, we kind of talked to, and it was, it was, it was kind of refreshing to talk to uh, a lady that was honest and that wasn't manipulative or wasn't trying to uh, get me to do anything. Or trying to, you know, right. be anything I wasn't. Just like, like, oh, I was like, I was like, to you, all I can be is a present person. I don't have any fucking money. I don't have, you know, I don't have my shit together. I, all I can be is a present human. That's huge. Today. That's a, that's more than most have to offer, what? by the way. Present, being a present person. That's all I could be. Yeah, that's it's so in a lot of ways a gift that you didn't have the sort of the artifice of like money, property, and prestige. Like 
you had to show up as yourself. That's it. That's all. That's all I got. So if, if that's cool with you, then we can get a shit shot. And if it's not, then we don't have to, uh, you know, drag this out or hurt each other or anything like that. We could just say, you know, whenever she got angry over the year, you know, years or whatever. Whenever I see kind of that thing you were talking about, getting uh-huh. like, are you ready? I was like, are you ready for this to be over? Because this could be over, just the conversation. But you know, there's a thirty day no contact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's not gonna be, um, there's no drunk calling, no drunk dialing, no uh, random hooking up. And yeah. As- and and I tell you, assume I'm fucking the day we break up. So don't, because what a lot of women did was, what a lot of people did was kind of assume that I waited on them. You know, like we will break up and they just kind of like, oh, Henry's somewhere in time out. No. I think it's a lot of people think that like they're just sort of like in a box somewhere no. just waiting no, assume, to be. If you go fuck you goodbye, assume I'm fucking after you say the word bye. Like my dick is in pussy. It's that bye, second. Then my dick is in pussy. You said what? Yeah. There's just that second. I mean, I may or may not be. But assume that that way when you call me, don't you don't call me with the sense. Right. When you when now your attitude is different and you're not angry anymore and you go, oh, I fuck, I cursed Henry out before you dial a number. Assume I'm somewhere fucking. Yeah, I do. Now I do have standards. Now I do require you to respect me. And and. Uh, and I and you're a participant in that, yeah. like you're a person who behaves in a way that yields respect. Yeah. Yeah, I have integrity, and I did. I did. I've committed esteemable acts. I've done things to make myself proud of myself. Right. Like I went without doing dumb shit long enough to go. Oh, I have genuine pride and confidence now. It's not. It's not like because I would have bad before. I would have. I would have bad sets. You know, how you have bad sets, and the audience hates you. And I just yeah. go have fucking terrible sex with somebody and just you know do all kind of fucking nasty shit. Get just back at the audience through her. Through, yeah, through just, her pussy. Yeah, just like, yeah, right you her. fucking, you're gonna love me, world. Yeah, it was a just, bad set. Take that. Yeah, just fucking, you know, do somebody's daughter really bad. Because, <laughs> you know, just horrible shit. Yeah. Hopefully an audience member. No, no, just, no, it's like being a sex addict is to rap. It's like, it's just like being a, a, a person that eats a lot of food. Like, you just mm-hmm. have food everywhere. Yeah. Oreos under the bed, Oreos in the cabinet. You know, you just have it everywhere. 